Mike Dempsey here for Underdog Fantasy, where you just draft your team and Underdog handles the rest. And you can win big cash prizes. Go to underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app and sign up with code 1010XL. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use code 1010XL. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I have myself a week now. Left of me. Okay. Women to the right. Get them right, Dan. Yeah. You know what, E? Uh-huh. We're uh-huh. about to explode. Oh, yeah? You know why we're about to explode? Why is that, Dan? Because I'm TNT. Oh, dynamite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, nothing like that at 605, huh, Googans? Ain't nothing like it. Oh, my gosh. They're like, oh, my God, who is this nut? They're like, six o'clock. Six o'clock. Shut up. <laughs> my head hurts. <laughs> Shoot, my head hurts. Shoot, my head hurts. I bet. It's good to be here on a Friday. Lots of stuff going on. All kinds of things happening in the sports world that we'll be discussing here today on the uh, program, but... Uh, yeah, I was out of town. I had, my sister had some surgery, so I had to go uh, take care of her, help her out. So um, went up to uh, the Plains, the loveliest little village on the Plains. She works up there at Auburn. So spent a couple days up there, uh, and uh, I'm back. Family time. Yeah, was, yeah unfortunately, it was, um, yeah, it's a, you know, anytime you have, she had back surgery, and that's a, that's a tough deal. So we're... Uh, we're helping her out. That's what family does, right? I mean, she she is the uh, pillar of strength in our family in terms of she's always, she took care of my mom. When my mom, you know, when you went through with your mom, you know how you did that. I wasn't good at that, but my sister was. My sister uh, did everything for my mother. She did everything for my brother. She's done everything for me. So uh, when she needs help, we all, we all drop everything. And, uh, and chip in. Yeah, we have to. She's not married, so uh, we're her family. And so we had to go... Um, help her out. So we did. And I did. And now, uh, my wife will go up there this weekend and, and help her out some more. So we're good. We're good. You didn't get suspended. Did not. Okay, cool. Did not have been many times, (laughs) but in this particular instance, I say many times, two times is many, two times in, um, almost 40 years of work. I've, Felt the wrath of the suspension. <laughs> <laughs> e, have you ever been suspended? From work, no, but in general, yes. Yes. <laughs> it's not a pleasant thing, but it happens every now and then. You yeah. know, you do something you shouldn't do. And, and sometimes, you, you know, so you accept it, you know, like, yeah. I'll take that, but this is going to happen. Yeah, there are, there are <clears throat> as we learn it as children, and what we try to teach our children is there are consequences for actions, and my actions sometimes were deemed... Um, suspendable, suspendable. I guess 
I may not have always agreed by them, but uh, nonetheless, uh, yeah. But not, 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 uh, no, 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 no. Not suspended this time. Just a couple days off. And Jeff is, now Jeff is off on a, a golf outing, I believe. So he'll be back Monday. And the team will be back together. So we'll muddle through today uh, fairly well. But man, oh man, we are rebuilding already. We got Senior Bowl stuff going on, right? You got Senior Bowl? I got a, a little bit of a depressing take. Oh, here we go. I know. I hate it. It's 6.08. I'm sorry. I just, I, 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 I usually get excited about the off seasons. I usually get pumped up, and I am terrified of this offseason for a number. I, I'm terrified of this offseason for our Jaguars for a number of reasons. By the way, Frank Gore Jr. had some nice runs last night in the uh, East-West Shrine game. Young Frankie? Yeah, dad was on the sideline. Jaguar uh, legend? Yeah. Well, Jaguar legend's dad son, or son? Son, yeah. Yeah, but I, I – I, I, man, I'm terrified of this offseason which will lead me to being terrified of next season. And things are going to have to, some things are going to have to happen for me to reignite my excitement. My passion remains. My hope remains strong. My vision has been dashed. Does that make sense? Okay, that's, that's fair. Yeah. My vision has been dashed in, an, in, in numerous ways. And I think I speak for some fans, not all. Um, there are a number of things. My okay, the Jags did end nine and eight. That's the only positive I could take out of twenty twenty three. The Jags did end nine and eight. However, however, they ended losing and losing and losing. Right, and. They didn't make the playoffs when they are one time eight and three. Okay. You you all <laughs> know this already. So we're sitting at eight and three. We're playing for the number one seed. Uh, we lose to Cincinnati. We lose to Cleveland. We lose to Baltimore. We lose to Tampa. The Tampa game was deplorable. The Tennessee game was awful. We stuck a little win in there against hapless Carolina with CJ Bethard. And that was it. That was it. So so here we are now, nine and eight. Okay, we had a winning record for the second straight year, which is an accomplishment if we were, if at one point we weren't eight and three. But when you're eight and three and you're a 99% chance to make the playoffs and you don't get into the postseason, I had said for the culture and for the organization, it was so important for the DNA. It was so important for us to go to the postseason again, and we didn't. So that set me down the path of, I had said during the regular season, you'll remember, that I was afraid that there could be long-term ramifications of this collapse. And as the collapse was happening before our eyes, it concerned me, and it kept happening. So as we're falling apart, I'm concerned about the long-term ramifications. Can we get back up, dust ourselves off, and keep going? Well, now here we go into the offseason, and we have no you know, GM press conference until a week ago, and I don't have the faith 
in the F.O. that perhaps others do. And the F.O. stands for front, front office. office. Oh, Thank you. I already know. Not the other. <laughs> I don't have the faith, E, that we're going that those guys are going to get us the right guys. Got to walk by faith, man. I don't have it. My faith oh, has man. been dashed. Not by sight. I remember Tom Coughlin used to tell us about faith and and what you know you have to put your put you put. But I had faith in Tom Coughlin. I don't have faith in this fo, and I I I I worry as like like I'm not going to fall victim anymore. And it's taken me 29 years, really a little less, but let's say we've I've watched this team for 29 years, okay, in this organization. And I love them to the bone. I I will remain. I I don't think about giving up my season tickets. I haven't had it. I support the team. Um, I support the team. I will continue to buy season tickets if my if my my older son is on his own, so he gets his own. My younger son is still is here in in college, so. He likes that, so I will continue to buy season tickets for my wife and him. And and even after, if he moves away, I will continue to get season tickets because I support the team. I, I love the city. I love the team, okay? So that part will always stay. I'm not giving up. I just don't have the – E, I don't have the – I don't have the hope, man. I look I, – because because what, what will happen during this offseason is we – us, all uh-huh. of us collectively, uh-huh. will add a player. And we, us, all of us, will then tell us how great that player is. And then the season will come and that player won't be great. All right? Oh, dear. All right? And that's what happens. And I, there's numerous spots. Now, we do have Trevor Lawrence. I remain very optimistic about him. I do. I don't. I'm not. I think he had a disappointing season. I sure do. I 100% agree with those who say, and I think he would tell you, he can play much better. And I think he will go to lengths to try to fix that. But I'm not sure of the, of the people that they're going to surround him with. I believe you can win a Super Bowl with Trevor Lawrence. That's the number one question you ask with a quarterback. That's where I start. I know Doug Peterson can win a Super Bowl because he has won one, right? But... I don't know, man. Those play getting the players. We 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 did not have. We've not had. We've never drafted well here. Almost ever, almost ever in the nineties. You know the Trevor draft was okay because Trevor was a no brainer. Etn is a good pick. Tyson Campbell, I believe, will regain his ways. I believe he'll get healthy. But I'm not. I'm not. I. I don't see us playing on the level of the two teams in the Super Bowl or the two teams who played in the conference championship game or even some of the teams in the postseason. I don't see us there. And if we don't make great strike, if we run a lot of the same guys back out, and I'm worried that's what we're going to do. I I know they said they, it has to change, but it has to change for the better. It has to change for the better. And Josh Allen has to stay. And, you know, 
I, I don't care what anybody says. You still need another pass rusher. I'm excited about Trayvon Walker, but but I would be more excited if we had a third guy in that rotation and Walker could stay in and slide down. I would be more excited about that. Will they do that? Probably not. No, I, I know we need to rebuild the interior of the offensive line. Uh, there are going to be guys who leave here. Is Cam going to leave here? Now they're, they're talking about Darius Williams leaving here. What if Darius Williams leaves, E? I mean, then who? Now we got a big... Uh, then we have we to go problems. replace him. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Coop! <sighs> yeah, Coop. Coop a loop. That's your... Is that your first-round pick? Uh, if Darius is gone, I mean, I, I'd consider it. Well, you have but to, but but then we got but other then, holes that we yeah, really got. I mean, I don't know that to. we can plug all the holes, man. Right, right. So I don't mean to be a downer here on 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 Jags. It's it's only February, and it's Senior Bowl week and East West Shrine and Super Bowls now nine days away. I mean. So we've got to put the end on the the wraps on the uh, uh, on the uh, on the regular season, but or on the uh, season, the twenty twenty three season. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I'm, we already got Josh Allen's you know camp upset, which is not the end of the world. It's not that huge a deal, you know. Calvin Ridley. I, I just I I just I don't know. I don't have the faith right now in the in the front office, nor have they given me reason to have faith. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're am saying. I making any sense, or am I just barking up a tree here? No, on the six a.m. No, you came in here with making some sense. All right, I'm trying to. I'm trying to just keep it. Keep it. Uh, I'm trying to keep it real. Prosser did not get fired on the text line, by the way. He's golfing. <laughs> <laughs> he did not get. Don't say front office, Dan. Just say Balky. We all know none of us have faith in him. Well, some do actually, because I hear from them a lot. So, but. And I do mean Balky, obviously. I mean, I, I, I don't have faith in Trent Balky. I don't. I don't believe in him. I, I, I see no reason to. I don't understand why, why we're, you know, Wayne Weaver once told me insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I, again, I would, be, I would love to be proven wrong. I would love to be proven wrong. I like when I'm proven wrong and my team wins. Uh, example? The Gators the other night in basketball. Yeah. I thought they had no shot at winning that game. No shot. And as the game progressed and we hung around, I was cheering for them. But I, in the back of my mind, I was waiting for the hammer to drop. Well, E, that's what happens when you go play in a place where you've only won 11 times in like 70 years. You understand that Florida basketball had only won at Rupp Arena 11 times previously. Uh-huh. That means they had 50-some-odd losses, okay? So they don't win there ever. So when they were able to, and then they're down four with 30 seconds left, and again, I'm like, oh, geez, you know, not another one. And they found a way. I give them all the credit. It was terrific, terrific moment. I was so happy for Todd Golden, so happy for Florida, happy for Florida fans to have finally something to, to really – you know, get excited about and really sets up them now for uh, perhaps a run. We'll talk about that later on today as well. But that was just a uh, huge one that happened two nights ago. I wish I could have been here yesterday to enjoy it with you, but I was driving back. So um, uh, we'll get into that as well. We'll continue our talk about the NFL. Uh, 
Dan Quinn to Washington. I, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to do this rant one more time. I think the coaches on the sidelines who did not get hired are better than the coaches who got hired. Oh, dear. Yeah, and it's not just belly. But it starts with belly for me. And now I can't help but wonder, you know, is, it, is there a perception that Belichick is out of touch with today? Has it, has it passed him by? Has it passed him by, perhaps? I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people said that about TC, too. I don't, I don't agree with it, but, man, oh, man, I just, Dan Quinn to Washington, Mike McDonald to Seattle. One of them's going to, two of them's going to be Dave Canales to Carolina. I mean, Mike Vrabel not coaching. Bill Belichick. So we'll get into that. We got it's a busy day. We've got do we have the fishing report today? We do. All right. So the captain is he next? He is. All right. So we'll get the captain in here. We'll find out what the uh, what the fishing looks like, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll motor through a, a, a fun Friday. Uh, Denny's coming in today, I believe. Denny, Denny, and uh, that and a whole lot more right here on the drill. It's ten ten XL ninety two point five FM. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We got the captain in the house. Not in the house per se, but on the phone. Morning, Captain. I'm I'm, I'm here. Good morning, Hick. How are you, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. How are you, sir? Everything's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Been a a beautiful week. It has been. I was en route last night uh, driving back and uh, uh, from out of town and uh, uh, kicked on the... uh, Kicked on your show. I was listening to you talk about shrimp. <laughs> East Coast East Coast versus West Coast of Florida shrimp. That's what I learned about last night. You, you know what? I mean, it's, uh, these, these, these are important things. Well, I mean, and, they are for some people. And, and, and this, is, this is what you talk about in February. You I, know? I reckon so. I'm okay with yeah. that. I'm okay with that. But it's been, uh, listen, uh, cold in the mornings, beautiful days. What's the fishing like? Yeah, and, and that's exactly right. And you know, as the you know as the day goes on, it gets windier. And but but we've had we've had warning tides, so we've been fishing you know early in the mornings, and and it's been it's been absolutely beautiful. Obviously, wearing an extra layer of clothes, mm-hmm. um, but but uh, fish fishing just continues to be really good. Um, so the the inshore fishing, especially, you know, it, it, not very many people are uh, offshore fishing this time of year, right? Uh, so. You know, redfish, trout, flounder. The the trout fishing has been much better this week, and, and the reason that is because water temperature is warming up. You know, it's back it's back up in the sixties, which is which is really good inshore temperatures. Now, with that being said, uh, they're calling for southwest at five today. I mean, it is going to be a magnificent day for February. So I know there's a lot of guys that are going wahoo fishing today. They're gonna they're gonna go way offshore and and and, and give it a try. So it's and, and, and by the way, tomorrow is supposed to be the same way, southwest at 5. Now, mm-hmm. watch out for tomorrow afternoon because we've got a serious front coming in. And it's supposed to turn and blow like 15 to 20 out of the north tomorrow afternoon. So tomorrow is kind of what we call a, a sucker day. Right. You know, it's going to be be- beautiful in the morning. And you're like, oh, this is great. And you get offshore and get caught in that, you're in trouble. I mean, that's, that's, that's some really, really bad wind. Um, and, then, and then Sunday's out. Sunday, Sunday's out. Sunday's, Sunday's a wash. Sunday's, yeah, Sunday's a total wash. I mean, okay. it just looks like that uh, um, it's supposed to rain all day, and 
And uh, it's going to be a depressing February Sunday, no football, no nothing. Oh, man. (laughs) Don't we have the Pro Bowl flag football game this weekend? I don't know. Last night they had on the, like, the superstars thing with the NFL guys, and I'm like, that, I mean, listen, if it was, if there was a game involved with it at the end of the weekend, that part would be fine. But when that's the highlight, like I'm watching, I'm like, well, I'm not watching. I'm, I'm clicking through dodgeball and, and I'm like, what am I doing here? I mean, I'm really, I don't care. I just, I, I, I don't care. I don't want to, I mean, no. it's, 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 you know, I didn't even care when they had a game. Well, that's true. That's true. You know, I mean, I, yeah, so I mean, now I really you, don't care. You mentioned the weather. What's the, you know, listen, I'm sure you got a million stories, but um, you said sucker day. Yes. I'm sure every captain has been through one of those, though, where you push it or the fishing's good or you wait and then you do get caught in it. Yep. Is, is, I, I, I it, can, one, one specific day uh-huh. uh, I'll never I'll never forget uh-huh. uh was fished out of Mayport and there was a little tarpon tournament and we all ran down to sawgrass okay. to fish and it was a beautiful day and right. at, that, at that time I had a a little 19 foot uh, oh mako uh-huh. and it was me and my cousin and uh, I'm telling you it was a beautiful day and the coast guard called us Mm-hmm. On the, we only had VHFs then, okay. and they're right. like, y'all, y'all, y'all need to come in. There's some serious weather, and 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 we all took it very serious. We're like, okay, so from Sawgrass to Ponte Vedra, uh-huh. which is about five miles. I mean, from where we were fishing. Okay, um, the seas went from slick calm to like eight to ten. Whoa. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen, Whoa. and and it and it took me it took me two hours. Um, from 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 the Ponte Vedra Club to uh, to get back to the, the to the jetties and and there were two boats that had to be rescued right uh, by, by by the Coast Guard cutter because they they were they were sinking yeah. it was it was it was just uh, and I'll never forget it that's a great question and and that's that's the the worst that I've ever been through and and literally at one point in time thought about beaching it yeah I bet because it was it was so bad you know. Um, but, but yeah, it was, that was, that was, that was, and it came out of, it came out of nowhere. Absolutely out of nowhere. And that was a, 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 you know, a a calm summer day and for it to blow out of the Northeast like that is just really uh, abnormal. Um, but, but there was some kind of a front coming through and, uh, it, it, it just got, I mean, for the Coast Guard to call you on the VHF. And, and, Uh you know, you take that, here's your morning, you know, and, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was, and it, that's exactly the same kind of day, you know. Tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be, you know, it's just it's going to be beautiful in the morning, then it's just going to get really ugly in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. Cat, I'm always good to catch up with you, man. I'm glad you're doing well. You, you too, Hick. Hey, have a great weekend, buddy. All right, thank you. There he goes, Captain. Captain yeah. Kevin Favor with the Fishing Report. He does that for us uh, each and every Friday, so we appreciate his time. E, did you happen to watch your uh, Lakers last night? Man, no, I ain't seen them Lakers last night. Yeah, they won. I ain't surprised. They went. Well, you should be. They didn't have LeBron. <laughs> they didn't have AD. Yeah, rest day for them boys. I knew that. And they went into Boston, who's only lost at home twice this year, and they beat the Celtics. And uh, I mean, they played good old Laker basketball. Oh my God! Come on, man. Did you see what our friend David Ping Pingalore tweeted? <laughs> no. What are you talking about? You've heard of our friend David Ping Pingalore, right? I have. He's out in LA. He's a he's a sports reporter. This is what he said. Uh, he tweeted this out 13 hours ago. 
Hearing from NBA peeps, uh, uh, King James is the top of the Lakers list to trade the 39-year-old. Yeah, Polinka right. is looking for the right team to dance with and is close to a suitor. LBJ and AD both out tonight. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, right. Are they going to trade the king? Uh, if he wants to be traded. Yeah. Obviously, they would run that past him. Um. He did, uh, uh, David Pink Pingalore in 2019 did tweet this out. Um, sources continue to tell me Kawhi Leonard highly likely uh, to signing with the Clippers, not interested in doing a job with the Lakers, a deal, and everybody thought he was going to the Lakers, if you remember. Yep, yep. So David Pink Pingalore was right on that one. Do you think he's right on this one? No, I think he's absolutely wrong. They're not trading King James. No, no it's not happening. Not happening. Unless he wants to be traded, and he'll pick the, the team that he wants to be traded to. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't talk, uh, add my two cents, and a lot of, I mean, you want to talk about a, a beloved man, uh, Mike Martin, who they just simply call 11, because he wore number 11, so they just call him 11, uh, passed away yesterday. He was the longtime coach of Florida State Baseball. He was Florida State Baseball. He, he's the winningest coach in college baseball history. Oh, wow. He won more than 2,000 games. Um, We had heard he had gone into hospice care. He had dementia. Uh, He had gone into hospice care, and many of you people out there have dealt with that, and it's it's a horrible, horrible thing. Um, He went into hospice care a couple weeks ago. Uh, But uh, Mike Martin, who, as great a coach as he was, was a better man off. And, uh, you know, just you can't say enough good things about this guy. This guy did everything you could possibly do. People, the only thing he didn't do is he didn't win a college World Series. And you know what? You want a definition for sports being unfair. If anybody deserved a natty, it would be Mike Martin. But nobody gives out championships because you're a good person. And he did everything in his power. The chips just didn't fall his way at times, you know. I mean, the dude went to the College World Series year after year after year after year after. It was unbelievable, E, how good this guy was. And he was a runner-up there. He, you know, on numerous occasions. I mean, the FSU won 50 games or more a billion years in a row. I could The list of accomplishments for Mike Martin are too many to mention, but he was, they were in the, when they were in the Metro Conference, he won that every year. When they're in the ACC, he won that every year. He's coach of the year six times in the Metro, seven times in the ACC. Like I said, he, he won 2,029 games and only lost 736. I mean, just a tremendous career. But like I said, I will say this. Only a few encounters with Mike Martin. Without a doubt, the nicest person you'll ever meet in sports. I can remember going over the baseball grounds. You know, Florida and Florida State would play there every year. I could go up to Mike Martin at any time before the game and get an interview. And he was just so kind and just a a wonderful human being. He was, for those who don't follow baseball like we do, uh, he's Bobby Bowden of college baseball is what he was. I mean, FSU was blessed to have Martin and Bowden as their two coaches for so many years. And the things, and, and, and 
again, I have never I've seen an outpouring of love on on social media for this man like you and I would expect to see it because I know of him, but if you don't know of him, that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. I was just say when Bobby Bowden got to heaven, uh uh the good Lord would say, "Well done, my good and faithful servant." Well, the same is true for Mike Martin. I mean, Mike Martin was a terrific human being and uh he will be missed. He did so much uh had so many great players. Um it is uh it is sad. Um but Mike Martin uh lived a wonderful life uh and did what he loved, which was coaching FSU and did it as well as anyone possibly could. So again, I mean I can go I'm just he started in 1980. And he went to the College World Series. Uh, then he had one, two, three, four, five years of the regionals. And then he went to the College World Series runner-up, College World Series, regional, College World Series, regional, College World Series, College World Series, regional, College World Series, College World Series, College World Series, regional, College World Series, College World Series runner-up, College World Series, super regional, super regional, super regional, super regional, super regional, a College World Series. I mean, just an incredible run, man, of, of coaching and some great players as well from uh, Buster Posey, who will be in the Baseball Hall of Fame, Uh, J.D. Drew, uh, Doug Mankiewicz, Paul Wilson, uh, Dion. uh, I can go down the list. D.J. Stewart. D.J. Stewart. I mean, I can go down the list of guys who played 411 and uh, uh, played so very well. So anyway, I I wanted to mention that now. I'll I'll talk about that through the morning. But Mike Martin, as good a dude as you could possibly want, to represent your program, you want to talk about never having a worry. I mean, just a, just a tremendous guy. And I know that uh, Rick Ballou had some former players on last night, um, and Rick worked closely with Mike, so uh, he, could, he, he, he talked wonderfully about Mike Martin uh, passing away yesterday at the age of 79. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll keep it rolling on. It's a Friday edition of The Drill. We're on t- everybody good I hope I gotta ask a question about NFL teams man. okay talk your talk I ask about the New England Patriots and the mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons mm-hmm. and the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. and the Tennessee Titans yeah. and the Seattle Seahawks mm-hmm. <sighs> maybe even the well certainly the Washington Commanders all right let me run down the list of coaches for you real quick here New coaches. New coaches. Carolina Panthers hired Dave Canales. Now, the Chargers, Jim Harbaugh, great fit. He might work. He might not work. But I love, you know, look. I, I, again, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I was one of the idiots who said, what a great hire, Shad, when he went and got Urban Meyer. He took a big swing. I applaud him for that. I thought that was a great move. I was happy about it, too. And you know what? It didn't work, and it led to Doug Peterson and Trevor. Or we already had Trevor, but it didn't work. It led to Doug Peterson. And so, and and to Shad's credit, it was the one time where he was quick on the trigger to say, look, this ain't working, and it ain't going to work. So, you out. And so, again, 
everything I say here is with a grain of salt. I'm just looking at these guys. I'm looking at Dave Canales. I'm looking at Mike McDonald. I'm looking at Dan Quinn, Brian Callahan, Gerard Mayo, Antonio Pierce to a point, Raheem Morris. All right, look, Jim Harbaugh, I get. Antonio Pierce, I get. I think Antonio Pierce did a nice job with the Raiders. He went 5-4. and four. Um, If you're not going to go get a name guy, hey, I thought, you know what? I know that Tom likes him a lot, Coughlin, so I'm cool with that one. The rest of them, I, I got to tell you, I don't get. I don't get. And I know they fall in love in the interview process and such, but those are the guys who are coaching. Now, let me tell you the guys who aren't coaching. Good. Okay? The guys who aren't coaching, like Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll. Uh, and here's one of those guys. When I say those guys, I mean guys like Mike McDonald, Brian Callahan, Raheem Morris, Dave Canales. Here's one of those guys. Ben Johnson, who's has a better resume than all those guys, and decided he didn't want any jobs. Now, the Texans, Bobby Slowick, I mean, he sort of came out of nowhere. He, so I kind of, you know, to me, no big deal. So what happens now is Ben Johnson, Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick, and again, it might be over for Belichick. I don't know. It might be over for Belichick. It might be like, uh, it's, it's surprising to me. I don't get it. If I was the Atlanta Falcons, if I was the Carolina Panthers, if I was the Seattle Seahawks, if I, the Tennessee Titans, Washington Commanders, I would have begged Bill Belichick to come coach my team. Mm-hmm. I would have begged Pete Carroll, who has an enthusiasm twice that of some of these guys who got hired and are much younger than him. <coughs> Mike Vrabel. Is he, is he that prickly? Does he do that poorly? What about Brian Flores? I mean, again, guys who, now, all these guys go back in, and then all of a sudden, here we go. We look at next year already, and all these guys are sitting out. Now, again, it might be over for Belichick. It might be over for Carroll. These guys, and why, I don't know. I mean, they may deem them as too old. Listen, you get an NFL coach, if he gives you five great years, you're happy as heck. If he gives you seven great years, it's unbelievable. Regardless, what if, you know, Jerry Jones says the Cowboys are all in this year. They're all in. Oh, okay. Like years previously, they weren't. But if Dallas doesn't win this year, Mike McCarthy's done, right? And when I say win, I mean they got to go to the NFC Championship. At least. You know, uh, you got to wonder about the Buffalo Bills. And Sean McDermott, Philadelphia, a lot of coaching changes, but Nick Sirianni stayed. In this particular column, it says the regressors, the regressors. And guess who he calls one of the regressors? The Jacksonville Jaguars. And he's not lying. Shocking backslide out of the playoff picture under Doug Peterson in 2023. Again. I don't want to go down this road again, but if you're going to side with the other guy versus Peterson, I don't know what you're thinking. But regardless, the New York Giants face planted in year two with Brian Dayball, who I think is a really good coach, by the way, and I think Doug Peterson is a really good coach. Underachievers, the Jets, a lot of 
lot of articles coming out about Robert Salah and the, the front office and the disaster that is the Jets, who are 18 and 33, by the way. The Saints, who are better than 16 and 18 in two seasons of Dennis Allen. Uh, the Bears with Eberflus. If you're one, you're coaching under, pre- there's always pressure. But let me tell you something. Even Mike McCarthy, Sean McDermott, Nick Sirianni, uh, uh, Doug Peterson, Robert Salah, Dennis Allen, Matt Eberflus, don't peek up because all those guys are sitting there waiting, waiting. And Ben Johnson's looking for the perfect situation because he was very hotly wanted as an uh, offensive coordinator who will now be back with the Lions. Slowick has C.J. Stroud, so they, they'll, both those guys should have good seasons again next year, okay? And, and there'll be more. There'll be more. But if I could take the – how many jobs were there in the ND? There were two, four, six, eight jobs, mm-hmm. all right, and, and change the pieces of the puzzle – I think I would leave Harbaugh. I know I would leave Harbaugh. Yeah. I would leave Antonio Pierce. I get that one. Yeah, me too. Even even to a point, Gerard Mayo in the respect of yeah. he's a patriot. Yeah, I don't mind it. He learned from Belichick. He has his own way. He worked and I, his way up. And I'm taking a chance on a young guy. This is the guy I want to take the chance on. Yeah, he worked his way up. All he right, wasn't just right. like one of those. But yeah. I would I could throw I could throw I would have thrown Belichick to Atlanta, went and tried to get Kirk Cousins and won right there right away. Um, I would have thrown Pete Carroll to Tennessee. I mean, I, I just, I don't know, man. I mean, like the Titans. Derrick Henry's leaving by all accounts, and if Will Levis isn't that good, this guy's going to be two and done in Tennessee. Dang. You know, Dan Quinn to Washington. I mean, if you're Washington, are you pumped up after watching uh, his last performance and him coaching underachieving Dallas team? Maybe it wasn't the defense's fault. Maybe, but whatever. I don't, you know, I don't know. I, and Dan Quinn, by the way, did a nice job in Atlanta. I tell you, didn't do a nice job in his first coaching stint. Raheem Morris, he's got like an 18 and 33 record. He gets a job. Mike McDonald looks like he went to the senior prom last week. And he was the defense coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. He's now the youngest head coach, right? I don't know. I don't know the ages. Canales looks fairly young, too. He's, um, and well, Mayo might be the youngest. Mayo might be the youngest. Let's see. Gerard Mayo is 37. Let's see, the youngest NFL head coach. McDonald's 36. Yeah, 36. Mike McDonald. And again, those guys work, right? McVay worked. There's just no tell. And and I'm saying this, I'm saying this, and I'm telling you, uh, of these eight, we'll take Harbaugh out because Harbaugh's won everywhere he's gone, and I suspect he'll do fine. He's quirky. He's a nut job. He was introduced yesterday. He wants to win. He says we're here to win multiple. Ch-. He's you know whatever. I love the guy, but some he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. I get it. I don't care. Whatever. Take him out because he's. Different, but of these other seven, I gotta suspect two of them are going to be successful, right? E at the least. I mean, law of averages tell me somebody's going to do well. Now, who has the best quarterback? Not Atlanta. Nope. Maybe not Carolina. That remains to be seen. The Raiders, the Patriots, 
The Titans, Washington. Washington's going to draft one. Dang. None of them have great quarterbacks, right. do they? None of them do. None of them have great quarterbacks. So it will be interesting uh, going forward what happens here with the uh, with the new coaches. But I, very odd to me, very odd cycle. It's highlighted. It's symbol symbolized by Belichick. But again, Mike Vrabel not getting a job is amazing to me. I mean, Mike Vrabel, I thought was a really good coach. Again, I I don't know the man. Um, he comes off as a bit prickly, you know is the best word I can think of to describe him. But I always feel like he got the most out of his teams. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but Mike Vrabel at Tennessee went to the playoffs three times in six years, including an AFC championship game in his second year. His third year went to the playoffs, fourth year went to the playoffs, and they had to take a step back. Remember, they, 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 they peaked in 2021. They were the number one seed. They hosted Cincinnati, and Tannehill just fell apart through three picks. The Bengals beat them at, in, in Tennessee, and then Tannehill just couldn't get off the carpet. And they went 7-10 and 6-11. and, six and 11. They didn't give him time to reset. And so there you have it. So anyway, we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens going forward. Uh, 7 o'clock hour coming up. Uh, we got Denny Thompson coming up at 8 o'clock. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to do today. It's a busy Friday. It's the drill on 1010XL 92.5 FM. This is how we do. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody. Oh, yes, sir. Sweet. Friday. Sweet, 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 sweet. I need a little emotion, please. Okay. Hey. Oh, hey ho! Oh, oh dear! Sweet, sweet Friday. Mm. Thank you, girl. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh. This is for you, Googans. Sweet Friday. It's not a football Friday anymore. Those are gone. We got one more next week. I am not counting the Pro Bowl as a football Friday. I'm sorry. Can you bet on the flag football? I bet you probably can. I wonder. You degenerates out there, can you bet on the flag football game? I, I, you know, it's it's All-Star Weekend in the NHL as well, and they're doing all these drafts. I guess they just do, the, they try to do these, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know if maybe, the, I, I don't have enough, strong enough opinion on it. <clears throat> the football game was a joke, right? I mean, the game had become a joke. Uh, hockey is, you know, usually like a nine to eight type games. Uh, the all the NBA All Star game is like one eighty five to one seventy nine, right? Uh-huh. If they're, yeah, they're getting closer to two hundred. So, but I, I really, I had so much stuff on last night. I was watching a little bit of Pebble Beach. I was watching a little bit of the Lakers and Celtics. Have I mentioned my Knicks? By the way, them boys red hot. Ho ho ho! You know that. Uh, OG and uh, Julius aren't playing right now. OG uh, Jalen Brunson is like the MVP of the league right now. Yeah, that little guy is balling. That guy is a thank you, Dallas. Thank you, Mark <laughs> yeah, Cuban. Yeah, thank you for being so dumb and not re-signing him. Gosh, he's good. I mean, he single-handedly carried us to a dub last night over the Pacers, who are a good team. 
And the Knicks are 15 and two since since the beginning of January. And uh, they play the Lakers Saturday nighty. So you'll be calling me as we. I I don't know if I don't know how the load management boys are doing or if they're going to play or not. But Dang. at the Garden, I suspect they'll play. They'll definitely go play at the Garden. Um, but we're going to be down a few guys. But man, oh man, we have played some great basketball. I'm just tickled pink by this by this team right now. I just can't tell you. You don't understand. I have told you people this. The Knicks, listen to me closely when I tell you this, have been the worst organization in sports. You say no, Dan. Yes. Yes. And I'll tell you why. Because there is no excuse for the Knicks to be as bad as they have been for all these years. None. We're talking about the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, last won a championship. Won a championship in 1973. When little Danny was 10 years old. All right? That's when they last won a championship. They have missed the playoffs starting in uh 0405. One, two, three, four, five, six. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 times and made it five times. They won a playoff co- uh, tournament around last year. The Knicks, the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden, have missed the playoffs 15 times in the last 20 years. That's why, I mean, they have been the worst organization when you take all those factors into account in sport. Worse than anybody. Name one worse. You can't. Not when you take everything into account. So, allow me just a couple minutes to pontificate about how excited I am about this 32-17 and 17 team that has gone 15 and freaking 2 in their last 17 games. 15 and 2. Oh, my gosh. We haven't had a run like that since... Uh, Linsanity. <laughs> I remember Linsanity. <laughs> Linsanity, my friend. So, yeah, I, 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 I know you don't want to hear about it, and I'm done. I'll move on. And I'll move on to something that uh, 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 happened the other night, and that was the Gator basketball team, who are now up to 32 in the Ken Palm rank- rankings. And I don't know what that means, but I know this. I know they're 15 and 6 and 5 and 3, and... Never could one win do so much for a program as going up to Rupp and beating the Cats. And I'm going to tell you why. First off, it means they've won four conference games in a row, okay? And, and that's pretty doggone good. Now, again, they go to Texas A&M tomorrow. That's a tough place. Texas A&M beat Kentucky at Texas A&M. Shout out to Joe Deegan. Uh, I'd like to tell you you're going down. I don't know. We'll see. But this Florida basketball team has seemingly found its stride. They have really good guard play, and they have big men who can rebound. And if they don't play sissy ball, which they did against Ole Miss, um, they can they can run with just about anybody. And they score a lot of points, bro. They're like the, one of the top ten scoring teams in the country right now. So anyway, then they have Auburn at home which is a tough game. Auburn is very good, but Auburn hasn't won in Gainesville in a lot of years. It's amazing. That game is sold out. It'll be rocking. 
that'll be a good one. But if you get through A&M and Auburn and you split them, okay, and you're five and three now, you're six and four in the conference, then you got LSU at home. LSU's okay. Sorry, LSU, Jerry, we should win that game. But no guarantees, but you should. Uh, My point is this. If you split these next two, Florida should easily be a tournament team. And they should win 11 conference games. And they'll have, now they have, they have a home and home with Alabama still. So you want to talk about take the over game. That would be the Alabama Florida game. And they got, but they have Missouri and they have a home and home with Vandy. I mean, you got Missouri at home. They're terrible. Vandy's that's three wins. You ought to have no problem. Well, those three wins, if you split these two, get you to nine, and then everything else is gravy. You win one of the Alabama games. You got a trip to South Carolina. They're very good. You know, you got a trip to Georgia. You know, Mike White hasn't beaten Todd Golden yet. He's 0-3, so and they're teeter-tottering a little bit. So, look, there's opportunities there for this Florida team, and I never thought I would say that. Uh, they seemed to me like they were just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But they uh, they very have the, very much look like a, a, a team that should be in the tournament. All right? And then just to update you on a couple other basketball teams, you know, the Knowles. The Knowles are 12-8 and eight now. Um, they lost a tough one to, uh, to uh, North Carolina last weekend. So... Uh, they'll play Louisville tomorrow at Louisville, and they'll try to right the ship. They still have Boston College, Virginia, Virginia Tech. They have Duke. They have uh, they have a chance to compile a lot of victories as well. So we'll see. But they're more they're down the list. I don't let me see where they are in the Ken Palm rankings. I don't you don't see them as a tournament team. They don't project for whatever reason. They're seventy third. So uh, that's where they are. Florida is sitting at 32, and if Florida can rattle off a couple more W's, they could go find themselves. It's Listen, Florida had – here's another reason to celebrate. I told you they only won at Rupp 11 times previously, so now 12 times. They hadn't beaten a top-10 team on the road since 2003, okay? 2003. So when those happen for Florida basketball, man, you got you to gotta enjoy those, baby. You got you to gotta relish – those those are those are kind of wins that you you get excited about right yes sir i mean come on now and then uh shout out to uh unf playing good basketball maddie driscoll and the boys um doing a great job so um i think they're in second place here as we make our way through the A Sun. Eastern Kentucky is seven and one. UNF is six and two. Four and at home. A game better than Stetson. Uh JU's having a down year right now. Still time to turn it around, but just two and six. But UNF is six and two and playing good basketball. And uh so we'll see how they're how they do going forward. But yeah, they are they are they are playing uh you know they always play that tough schedule. They got they're at Austin Let's Go P. Tomorrow. I see what you did there. Yeah. That's what they chant at those games. You're okay to say that, right? Yeah, I think so. It's Austin P. Let's Austin go P. P. Let's go P. 
No? These kids, man. Not allowed to do that? Yeah, I think so. I'll yeah. allow it. Yeah. So they got they got a bunch of winnable games left. Um yeah. So I like I like where they I like where they stand and I like uh Maddie's got himself a good team. So we'll see. But you gotta win the tournament, man. You gotta win the A Sun tournament to get to the tournament if you are in the A Sun, so to speak. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But anyway, just wanted to mention that stuff going forward as well. Um football wise, look. Super Bowl is a week. You got any feel, early feelings about the Super Bowl? E? Nah, um, I, right, I, I, right now I feel like saying like. Who do you for, think you'll root for? Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Mm. Like I'm rooting for Christian McCaffrey. Okay. I like Isaiah Pacheco. I like the running backs. I lean towards the running backs, and like I'm, I'm re- I really like Christian McCaffrey. I like Debo as well. We could call you're, you're one of your your who you once upon a time yes would have traded our first overall pick for I would have been right you know I, I like Debo I love Debo and um so yeah like so I'll, I'll root for individuals this may surprise you uh-huh and I, I I think I'm gonna and I'll I'll let the game unfold because I'm not positive mm-hmm but I think I'm gonna root for Kansas City yeah I don't know why those crazy dysfunctional off the field chiefs you know what's a media creation, by the way? And I don't want to spend much time on it, but I, I asked this on Twitter while I was gone, and I got a ton of responses. A media creation. Some of you, some of you knuckleheads, some of you crazy people, but they they keep talking about this outrage over Taylor Swift. Outrage is a word that they use in the media. There's no outrage over Taylor Swift, and if you're outraged over Taylor Swift, you need to check yourself, don't you? Yeah. Is it a big deal? No. Who cares? You know, I don't I don't get that. Like there's an outrage over Taylor Swift and all the times that the NFL shows her and it leads to the conspiracy. Y'all people are crazy. You man. are like y'all. Y'all do understand the NFL is a business, right? Yeah. And she's brought so much. Oh, my like, God. She brought a whole new demographic to the game. I mean, are you Why does that make you so mad? It should. Like, it should not. It should. It's- yeah, I know why you, you, you rock it with Kansas City, though, Dano. Oh, yeah. This was happier times. <laughs> I'm going to Kansas City. Yeah. Kansas City, here we come. We were so pumped. We were. Uh-huh. This we is a good song. Let me hear it. Kansas City. Uh-huh. Kansas City, teal and black, here we come. Ooh, yeah. bop, bop. Gonna stop on down at Arrowhead and watch the Jaguars win us one. And yeah. the Jags are gonna win. The yeah. Jags are gonna win. Bop. I'll be watching Trevor. Watching Trevor sling the rock. Trevor Watching Trevor. Watching Trevor's blowing locks. Playing loose. Just being yourself Bob. in Kansas Bob. City. With my number 16 jersey. Oh, the how the Chiefs are gonna talk. They gonna shut up too. Bob. Bob. Well, I might take a train. I might take a plane. <laughs> but if I have to walk. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. Kansas City. Uh. Kansas City, here we come. Hopefully yeah. my last moment I'm in use this juice Bop. this week in Kansas Bop. City. I'm gonna cheer the Jags at Arrowhead and shout Duval when we won. I like the defense is coming. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What happened? What happened? Man? Oh, everything went downhill from Doggone it, man. We had him. We did. What happened? Eve? I remember that roar. Everybody went crazy when Patrick Mahomes got hurt. <laughs> and then they went 98 yards. 99, but who's counting? Oh. <laughs>
<sighs> what are you going to do? This is the drill. Hit it. All right, let's do some sports concepts and rationalizations. I brought in a special guest to do it with us. Uh, you know him, you love him. He's Matt Hinson. He's our, he's our law firm guy. He's our, he's our last will and testament guy we talk about all the time. Don't let the state decide your fate, Matt. Don't let the state decide your fate. Huh? Oh, you know what I'm talking about. I appreciate you writing that for me. Mm-hmm. I would have never come up with that. It's good stuff. And now I hear it from all my neighbors all the time. And yeah. Friends calling. Yeah. How you doing? Doing well? Doing yeah. Well, I'm actually a little perplexed today. What are you perplexed about? I got a friend of mine. Yeah. And she seems to think that Muay Thai uh-huh. is better than jujitsu in a street fight. And I just don't get it. I just <laughs> don't get it. What is, I, he, what is he coming in here with? He? I just, it's just, what is Muay Thai and what is jujitsu? Well, who, who knows the difference? All right. <laughs> Muay Thai stand up fighting, kicks, elbows, uh-huh. punches, things like that. Jujitsu is ground fighting. Uh-huh. It's where you're sitting on the ground and you're, you're going to use your opponent's <laughs> leverage against them and choke them out and break their arms. And I thought Muay Thai was a drink. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. All, all I know is you don't know either one. That's when I utilize the track skills and just run away. Yes, that's <laughs> correct. And by the way, uh, when you're 50 plus, you no longer fight. Anything. If you ever put in that situation, <laughs> chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Oh, we've got, uh, we've got news from the rap sheet breaking here, E. Yes, breaking news. Um, eight minutes ago, the Titans are hiring Jaguars pass game coordinator Nick Holes as their new offensive coordinator under Brian Callahan. Uh, prior to joining the Jag staff, Holes was the UNLV OC and was on the Raiders staff before that. Now, sticks in Tennessee. Well, he was a Jaguar guy. I don't know anything about him except he lives in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. So, yeah, there'll be a house for sale. He was here for a year. So, But if you get a job as an OC, you got to take it. He's going to Tennessee to be the OC. Uh, Nick Holes, H-O-L-Z, uh, the new offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan. Uh, he, was with, he was the Jaguars' pass game coordinator. Again. Hard to say. I, I thought the passing game last year at times was good and not good. So I don't. I don't. I can't tell you he did a good job. Didn't do a good job. He's got someone who believes in him, and uh, he'll get a job. And I don't think he's going to call the plays. I think I heard that the Callahan guy was going to call his own plays, but we shall see. But anyway, Nick Holes uh, getting a job, uh, stepping up. Is this good or bad? I'm asked on Twitter. I don't know. No one knows. We don't know anything about him. No. I mean, we didn't know he was here, except, like I said, somebody told me, hey, did you know there's a Jaguars coach who lives at this house? I said, who is it? And they said, uh, and they figured out it was that guy. And I said, oh, he's the passing game coordinator. The fact we don't know that much about him, don't know anything about him. Is that him, good or bad? I think it says everything. Okay. We don't know anything about him. Okay. We don't know anything about him. But anyway, there's more off-season news from the Jacksonville, uh, uh, from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, listen, you, uh, uh, and uh, along with, the Bailey family run the Tristan Bailey Foundation, so and we we've been a big part of that. We we uh, support it, and just wanted to see how things are going with that as well. It's one of the reasons why we brought you in here to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's going great. Uh-huh. It, you know, after the golf tournament was over, yeah, we had the first golf tournament, and it was yep. a great deal, big success, raised a lot of money. Yeah, there's our guy Forrest. Come on in Forrest here, Forrest. Walking in just now. But- He's late. He's been fined five dollars. <laughs> five dollar fine for Forrest Bailey. No, it's been going great. We've we've teamed up with uh, Homeland Security and the yeah. I nine Guardian program to put in some uh, 
some things in the schools about the dangers of social media. We've yeah. got self-defense classes lined up in coordination. It's like legislature, too, legislation and all kinds of yeah, stuff yeah, that we, you guys we, are doing. Yeah, I had a law that was passed last year to yeah. protect the release of crime scene photos of any minor child in the state of Florida. That's unbelievably yeah. good stuff. Yeah, we've been staying busy. Yeah. Staying busy. Yeah. Turn on Forrest's Mikey. We'll welcome him and ask him how. Hello, Forrest. Hello, how are you? How you doing, my man? Thanks for having us. Hey, always good to see you. Got to say that the radio program actually made a big difference. That was the connection I think we made to Homeland Security is uh, they heard about it here. And uh, sitting through that program that they have is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I know you've talked a lot about that and and that night. And it was, uh, again, such a great outpouring of support for you uh, in your community. And uh, being a part of that was uh, just obviously the least we could do. So um, congrats on all that and trying to take this awful thing and turning it into a positive has been uh, uh really a tip of the cap to you and your family i know it's tough but it's uh it's needed yeah it no it it, it is and um it is something for us that that we're taking all the good that's been given and all the uh-huh. support we've had and, and turning it back around and um like with this this eye guardian program the social media is important to us because mm-hmm. you know that was one of the uh, factors that played into the danger that uh, Tristan found herself in that night. Mm-hmm. And yet we're approaching it from people being responsible about their social media. Right. When we sat down with Homeland Security, uh, I would encourage all your listeners, uh, just go on. There's a site, iGuardian. Okay. Uh, the amount of social media things that are out there right now today, I, I was completely blown away. And surprisingly, one of the things we learned is it's a lot of uh, young boys that get preyed upon Mm -hmm. um, for like some of the schemes that were out there. And there was actually an article on CNN yesterday about a young boy who, you know, got tricked into putting some nudes out there, started feeling, you know, blackmailed to to, uh, pay money, got depressed, committed suicide. I mean, there's some rough things that as parents, you know, we're not aware that these criminals are, are in our homes. Correct, correct. Well, we're going to continue to support the Bailey Family Foundation, so anytime you guys need us uh, or want to stop by, you're always welcome here. So it's great to see you guys. Now, well, listen. And, and, Dan, you're yeah. stuck with us anyway. You're on the board now. I am. I'm a board member. You're a board member. Yeah, that's really a big mistake on your guys' part, but <laughs> good luck with that. So let's see. <laughs> Dan's not here. He's late. He's absent. Where is he? Uh, I'm your proxy vote every I time. I know. Um, I, I do have to say, though, yes. from the gala, uh-huh. the interest in the uh, the joint auction that we had between the, the Travis Kelsey helmet and the Taylor Swift sign thing. I'll never get over it. That, that, that was huge. I'll never that get over it. That was huge. I mean, the, the Tay-Tay, that, that alone, that was the final straw. And again, I think people are, are, are have lost their minds over Taylor in terms of bothered by her like like it's just, i can't believe there's like quote outrage that's a media created story i don't yeah 99 out of 100 people hey look there's taylor swift oh isn't that cute or whatever uh uh others though you know i why do they show her every i mean regard but the bottom line is this and that was proof in the pudding i told that story on the radio taylor's uh memorabilia went Way higher than Travis. Kelsey. Way, way higher. Way higher. Wasn't even closey. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's yeah, funny. yeah. Because you know, moms or dads were gonna buy Tay Tay's memorabilia for yeah. their oh yeah yeah fourteen year old daughter who absolutely loves. Her. I mean, you heard Pross's daughter is going to Vancouver to see her in concert because she got uh-huh. tickets there uh-huh. and could sell the tickets 
1200 a pop. 1200 each, spent 150 on them. I mean, she won't do it. She won't do it. Remember that mom during the auction? Yes. Her, her little daughter's behind her going, do yeah. it. Bid on yeah. it. Bid on it. She kept bidding. And every time she did, yeah. the other guy yeah. immediately responded. Yeah. Yeah. He was getting it. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, the dad who won it did exactly what you said. Gave it to the uh, the his daughters for Christmas. Yeah. And it Daddy. went over well. That's one to remember. Yeah. yeah How about Daddy? Well. Maybe they beat you on that one. Not even close. Not even close. (laughs) Not even close. He took his uh, uh, son and got a picture with Lamar at the uh, Ravens-Jags game, and that's Gritty's, little Gritty's favorite player. And ever since then, the Jags went in the (laughs) toilet. I didn't want to say anything, but he (laughs) sold us down the river for Lamar, and and then, of course, Lamar didn't make the Super Bowl anyway. E. So, so I mean, it get, I guess it worked out. You double mushed everybody. That's what you did. You killed, <laughs> so killed the East Jags fault. and the Ravens. Oh, yeah, it's his fault. It's always his yeah, fault. When in doubt, we blame E. Is that correct, E? Yes, it is. He's big enough. to. He's, he's got broad enough shoulders to take the heat on that stuff. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And, Forrest, I think if I remember correctly, you are a Steeler fan. Is that I, right? I I am a Steelers yeah, fan. My, yeah. my dad was from Western PA, yeah. born and raised. So yeah, um, I'll, I'll let it slide. He and I won't get along a couple times a year yeah. out of that. Oh um, no, he doesn't. He's got lots of favorite teams. He loves the Dolphins. <laughs> uh, he loves the Jags. I he loves love the Ravens. The, I love the Jags. Well, you know, you were. Uh, I'm going to root for the Ravens in the no, playoffs. No, I was rooting for Lamar. Mm-hmm. There's a I'll, difference. Being a military brat, I was mm-hmm. always, anywhere you move, you always pick up the local team. That's too, fair. So, yeah, That's there's fair. There's a few that I watch. I understand. So I understand. basically, whoever E is cheering for loses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Although, although, as we learn in sports, uh-huh, uh-huh. and bar- part of being a fan is there's only disappointment. It's one of the great life lessons, really. Right. Yeah. I mean, as a Mets fan. Nothing but disappointment. As a Knicks fan, nothing but disappointment. As a New York guy, nothing but disappointment. As a Gator fan who was once enjoying Gator Camelot, nothing but disappointment. I mean, thank you, E. So, I got to wear it too, boys. And you, as a Cubs fan, you got your one. I got my one So in my lifetime. The rest is gravy. Yeah. Considering you hadn't had one since like 1908 or whatever it was. It was, it was 1908. Yes. Just You're welcome. Fun fact. Yes. Sliced bread was invented, I believe, in 1909. 1909, we got sliced bread. Yeah. 1908, Cubs World Series. Yeah. 1909, sliced bread. All right. So anything coming up for the Bailey Family Foundation that we know of? Anything you want to plug while you're here before I get rid of you two knuckleheads? Knuckleheads? That's right. You heard right. me right. All right. All right. I mean, the guy comes in, he was some... some I mean, he's got all day to think of an opening line for us. And this guy comes in here with this. Jiu-jitsu. It's jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai. Who wins in a fight? Muay Thai. Whatever. Who even knows what that is? Oh, man. you oh. got to educate yourself on sports, man. Adult beverage. Okay. All right. You think so? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I, I, think, I think Matt's trying to put himself out there as a uh, one of the dummies for upcoming defense training. For nope. The, uh, yes. Nope. Yep. I would nope. like that. I would like that. Dummy would, dummy would be the right word. What are you dummy would be the right word. What are you looking at there? Oh, we've got some self-defense classes scheduled. Oh, okay. With uh, St. John's uh, Sheriff's Office. There's, uh, you, can, you can go on the Tristan Bailey Strong Instagram page and find the dates, but it's March 1st, May 4th, August 14th, and October 6th. That's great. We're going to be different classes. We're going to be doing them all year long. But self-defense for kids and, yeah. and, and young people. It's oh, Miyagi really song. Great. Uh, Spark Athletics has yes. donated the facility. So they're, they're up there off of World Golf uh, Parkway there and St. John's uh, Sheriff's Association. We're really fortunate they're putting on the program. And um, 
It's it's women against violence violent encounters. It should be a good program. Well, it's always great to see you, Forrest. Maddie Hinson. <laughs> you have questions. Matt's got the answers. You can give a call. <laughs> Hinson Family Law, by the way, is nobody you, you have to do your last will. It's not a comfortable thing, but you gotta do it. You do have to do it. All right, my man. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. All right. Uh Bailey, okay, tell them what the website, because you always trick me on this. <laughs> I just type it in and I find it, but you don't like that. So what is it? You, you can just go to TristanBailey.com. Just we, we're just going to skip the forwarding site for you now, okay? I, I know it's too complicated. <laughs> technology, technology, and sports—two yes. things you've got down now. That's all I know. Sports. <laughs> uh, this is the drill on Ted Ted XL ninety two point five FM. Hey, welcome back. It's seven forty nine, man. We're rocking and rolling here. Appreciate. Forrest Bailey, the Bailey Family Foundation, Tristan Bailey Foundation, uh, stopping by, giving us an update. They do such good work, and we appreciate them. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here. We're hurtling towards Denny Thompson at the top of the hour. Got a lot of questions for Denny. Denny! Denny! You know, the Senior Bowl's going on. Everybody seems to be raving about that big center from Oregon. Have you heard about this guy? Yeah, they say he's a punisher. Yeah. I mean, could he possibly be... Like, does he fit into the Jaguars area? And he certainly would fit into their needs. Right, right. Despite what we say about our current center, we probably need some thump up there, some bigger, stronger. I'm looking at mock drafts, and it seems clear that the Bears are going to make the move on Caleb Williams, which Mm. means they'll trade Justin Field, Washington, and New England. The three quarterbacks are going to come off the board in some sort of way. Caleb Williams will go first. And then it'll be Jaden Daniels or Drake May to Washington and New England. And then the Cardinals could take Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then things get, you know, then it's catch as catch can. I'm looking at this one mock that has Bo Nix going in the first round, 12th. I'm not sure that's going to happen. If there's um, somebody in the draft that you could get, I know. Look at this mock draft here uh-huh. has – as the receiver from Washington going 17th. I like him, too. Yeah, that ain't happening. He'd be long <laughs> gone. Long gone. If you could have your pick of anybody in this draft, who would it be? Would it be Marvin Harrison? Of anybody? Yeah. Oh. Like, who do you like the most in this draft? Yeah, he would be. I mean, could you imagine? I'd yeah. Love, yeah. Me, I'd too. Love I like him. him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's probably – because the rest of them are debatable, but he seems to stay – he seems to hang out up there at the top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, he seems to be the first guy off the board – like I'll see Dallas Turner or that dude from uh, that edge rusher from UCLA, a couple offensive tackles. Um, I'll see um, the LSU receiver. I'll see a, a, a Brock Bowers is another name you see up there, right? Those yeah. are some of the names that you see up there at the uh, at on the list. But man, otherwise, I you know, um, it will be interesting to see. I read one thing about. Uh, um, the quarterbacks there, uh, Hartman, who played at Notre Dame, somebody said he needs to uh, start working on his broadcast career. Ooh. Dang. That's a tough one. <laughs> he needs to start? Oh, my goodness. In other words, yeah. So, but again, the thing about the Senior Bowls, man, everybody has their, everybody has their um, opinions, right? Hmm? Everybody has their own thought process and and who has shined and who hasn't but you know it will be uh 
I'll tell you a kid I'd love to get on this team in, in some way or form because I think, and I don't know, I don't. he's not a first-round pick, but I, I'm telling you, every time I watched Michigan, this kid made a play. And he's a defensive back. Uh, he was one of their senior captains. I don't know if he's, like, he has the measurables, but to me he's a, a football player. And that's that Mike Sanristil kid. Do you, remember, did you, do you know of him? Yeah, I remember you spoke about him, too. Yeah, yeah, I love that guy, man. That guy, to me, that's the kind of guy you need in the third or fourth round who comes in and, and he just makes plays. Yeah. He's always around the ball. Not he, the biggest, not the faggest. No, he might, be, he might be a, a nickel corner or a safety. I don't know what he is. I don't know how he projects. He's, they say, 5'10", 182. He's not the biggest cat in the world, but, man, the guy makes plays. So, and again, I'm not saying you take him at the, you know, in the first round or the second round, but you know, the third round pick, fourth round pick, that's a guy that I definitely want to look at, man. That's a guy I definitely want to look at. So uh, there's there's a name down the list that I personally think is is terrific. So I'm just looking at some of the. Uh, it, it, there's probably like that corner from, is it Toledo? There's a corner there who has been very good this week, and he sort of projects as a first-round pick. Uh, the the guy from Oregon, Jackson Powers Johnson, he's, again, a monster. He's a guy that, you know, those are the kind, you know, uh, I'll tell you a couple late-round receivers that you might be able to get, and that's uh, McConkie from Georgia uh-huh. or or Ricky Pearsall from Florida. Yeah, yeah. Those two guys, right? Um, so uh, Jerry Rice's kid. Has had a nice week. Is that SMU? Where did he play? No, USC. Okay, USC. So there are some, look, again, here's the problem, though. <laughs> I could give you all the names till I'm blue in the face. Guess what I don't believe in? I don't believe in we'll the pick F-O. the right guys. The FO. Come on. <sighs> frustrating, buddy. It's frustrating. Because we're going to debate this for the next few weeks, but again, interior offensive line, it's hard to find a guy who fits in at 17, cornerback, receiver. That's where the Jags are most likely going to go, in my opinion, in the first round. Cornerback or receiver? Or or offensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we need to see what happens in terms of free agency and the such as well to determine what the Jags are going to do in the draft. We know that they're going to – there's just – you could replace literally three guys on the offensive line. You could replace um, a corner. You may have to. Maybe two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to get better guys in the interior defensive line, right? Yeah. You're not good enough in the interior defensive line. You're not good enough in the interior offensive line. Uh, two years later, and again, I don't think – I think you're going to run Bigsby back, but your your running back room is not not any good. It's not good enough. Receiver, could you always use another tight end? Sure, you could. Uh, you know, but you can't. You're you're going to count on developing Brenton Strange. You're going to count on developing Tank Bigsby. You're going to count on Ventrell Miller. Again, the 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 scheme is is the scheme going to change? In some ways, yes. Right, so there's a lot of moving pieces that those guys got to put together, man. 
That's where they got to do their job. You know, the scouts, the front office. But ultimately, it all lies with Balky, and the track record is not good. And the way they finished the season was not good. So um, it's going to be a dicey offseason, I think, here in Jagland. You know, and again, it would have been nice if, you know, early January, mid-January, they come out and they already have Josh Allen done and they're working on Ridley. Or they have Ridley done and they're working on Allen. Or, you know, again, I don't know that you, if you're going to lose a third-round pick, to me, you got to keep Ridley and lose the second-round pick. Now, you're going to lose a second-round pick, so it's kind of a bummer. But, you know, jeez. A lot of work to do. Yep. A lot of work to do. All right, we're heading to the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, we got much more ahead. This is The Drill. It's 1010XL 92.5 FM. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, Denny. Hello, Dan. I've missed you so. How are you? Ah, I'm good, man. Yeah? Good, good, good. good. Yeah. 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 Did you take some time off this week? I did. I was up uh, on the plains, the loveliest little village on the plains. My sister lives up there. She had to have surgery, so I had to go up there and help oh, her okay. out. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. So, all good. All okay. good. Well, She's, that's uh, good. Back surgery, though, it's tough. Oof. That's good. Because I got called into the 6 a.m. duty. Yeah. Didn't make it. Oh, yeah. overslept. No, I told him. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> that was yesterday because Jeff also was off yesterday. Uh, he, on the other hand, went golfing. I thought y'all were going to play TPC or something. That's... No, no. No, that's Monday. A borderline, um, <laughs> a borderline said, I'm not doing it, E, because those jokers are out playing yeah. golf. I'm not going to uh-huh, get up. Uh-huh. That's Come fair. do their job while they go play golf. That's what I th- my bad. Had I known. Yeah. That there was family yeah. in distress, I yes. would have gladly come in. I know you would. Yes. You're a good person. Uh, I want to talk about <laughs> quarterbacks in this respect. And it's we, we have I, – I, I love our time together, Denny. I love to pick apart the quarterbacks, and they are the most picked-apart position in all of sport. But what's, what's amazing to me is in the end, you can – like. You work with them. You coach them. You help them achieve their dreams, their goals. You get them better. And yet, and yet, when they get to the NFL, even the 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 guys who also then coach them and work with them and <laughs> help nobody knows. I guess is what no, I'm trying to say. No, no. Nobody knows that Brock. Pur- nobody knew that Brock Purdy. Nobody knew that Tom Brady. Uh, nobody knew that Jamarcus Russell was going to be ter- you know, a bust. Nobody knows. Mm-mm. You just don't know because these guys do their homework. These guys all know everything about the kid. They draft him. Listen, uh, and we'll, I don't know the Brock Purdy draft story like I know the Tom Brady draft story. It, we'll learn it. You might know it and can share it, but... If you're drafted last, you can't really give the Niners all the credit in the world. Right. They might say, hey, we need a quarterback. Anybody out there? Hey, why don't you take the Purdy kid? Okay. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm sorry yeah. that you can't. Well, I mean, he wasn't. That was kind of a weird quarterback draft, too. He wasn't supposed to fall that far. Like, right. I, I think, I don't remember, but I, I think that we were kind of paying attention at, like, the fifth round. Okay. So, it's like, at that, and, and I could be wrong on that, but. Right. And then at that point, it's, it's like, oh, crap, if he's, is he going to go UDFA? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the 49er thing hits. And, and pretty much instantly, though, they had Trey Lance. But you looked at that and went, ah, that's actually a pretty good fit. Like, that, that works out pretty Why? well. Why did you think that was a good fit? Uh, just the type of offense they ran, what okay. he ran in college. Okay. Just, just kind of the way that we knew at that point that he mm-hmm. processed information, how much ball he had seen, stuff like that, and, and, and what we knew about that staff. So, 
Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a good fit from jump, but you're right. None of us, I shouldn't say none of us, maybe Will and Tom did. I did yeah, not see yeah. this. Right. Hey, this is impossible to see. Now, we'll say. Will and Tom are your guys. Right, right. So people know. I will say this. Yes. You can see the other way. You can see yeah. every now and then there's a guy that walks in that you're like, he just ain't going to do it. It ain't going to cut. It's not going to work. Uh-huh. It don't matter how talented he is. There's something about him. There's an aura. Nobody's going to follow him. Nobody's going to. You do see that. Okay. okay. But you're right. It's very hard because 90% on the other way of, of where it's not that obvious, mm-hmm. it's hard to take that 90% like, and go, which one of you three are going to work? Like Tom, Tom Gormley, Torque, yep, yep, right? Yep. So he put out a text, a uh, tweet last week dur- during the game or after, I can't remember when, but he talked about his 10-yard splits and how mm-hmm. fast they were, the same as Christian McCaffrey. That's right. I was like, wow. Yeah. Now look. I'm not taking. I'm not drafting a quarterback because he has a ten yard split. The point was he's faster than you think. He's a he's, better athlete than you think. Yes. Yep. Yes. When yeah, t- Tom. Tom keeps all that data. Right. I mean, Tom is right. a walking yes. piece of data. Sure. Um, and it's fascinating stuff. And, and it's like, and there's little things in that data that you can extract information right. from, like that, because the ten yard split's all, way more important than the forty for a quarterback. Right. Way more important. Right. And it's all pieces of the puzzle. Like, it, I would think it's way more important, and you can uh, tell me more. I think it's more important because boom, you're out, you're out of that pocket, gone, boom, you're gone, right? You're gone. It, it's an, it's more of an evasive, yes. move, right? Yes. Like I can create early separation yes. to throw the ball. And if you get out into the open field, get as much as you can and slide anyway. I don't, right. I, I don't need you to well, run forty if, yards. If you're Lamar or Anthony, yes, that's different. Then okay, you've got that evasive thing, but right. now there's a possibility that your best option is to run because right. you can go get thirty, right? But if you're if you're usually Brock, except for the other night, mm-hmm. it's okay. I can separate easily from the big guys, and right. now I can settle into a throw. Right. Uh, for whatever reason, he just kept running the other night. But it was fantastic. I will say this though, mm-hmm. uh, along these lines, is yes. I think we're getting closer. The more and more you see, the more the closer you can get to going. Yeah, you know what? This guy's gonna be pretty good because there's more technology now. Okay. There's things, and and you know we talked about testing, and they blew it with C.J. Stroud last year. Right. Or C.J. Stroud just didn't care about the test. One of the two, whatever it was. That also is a fair point. It could be. Very fair, right? And so you've got the testing. You've got motion capture. You've got all the time being spent with these guys because these guys are here now for two and a half months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's like by the time Anthony left last year, we were, and you know this because yes. I told you, we were yeah. convinced that he was going to be a very good NFL yes. player. Okay, so let me play the game with you a little bit this year then. Um, oh, by the way. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the great uh, Providence Stallion lineage of quarterbacks now? Oh, I I know. Bradley, Beck, Hicken. Pierce. Pierce. Yeah. Can we talk about yeah. those guys? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know. E? How about how about two on one staff? One may be the number one pick and the other is in the senior bowl. How about two yeah. one, team? one of my yeah. buddies pointed this out. Has there ever, and this hasn't happened yet, okay, but Carter Bradley's going to get a shot in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Carson Beck is damn sure going to get a shot in the right. NFL. Will Mallory is in the NFL. Oh, I see where you're going. David Sharp is still in the NFL. Well, David Sharp was way predated them. Don't matter. Oh. My question to you is this. Has there, and, and, and any of you Googans out there, has there ever been a school, a high school, uh-huh. that had four from Jacksonville, okay. that had four in the NFL at the same time? Four. 
I don't my, know. How, my I don't, first thought would be Reigns or Trinity. Well, I, don't know how, I was just going to say, I don't know how comfortable I am with you declaring Providence as the new NFL hotbed over Reigns. I Rains. have not declared it. Do you hear this? It's one of the stunning. <laughs> I hear it. It's a stunning <laughs> revelation. <laughs> I just thought my buddy brought this up. It's, it's, and I thought, it's you fair. know what? I don't know. I was thinking about Reigns and Trinity. And I'm just, and again, this hasn't happened. Right now, there's only two who are in the NFL for Providence. But is Sharp still in? Sharp is still in. He was on, I think, was it Washington this year? Or maybe a practice squad. He's kind of I was up. coaching at Providence when he was there. Well, he's what like an eight, athlete. Yeah, he's like eight years. Yeah. Eight years in the league, dude. Yeah, he and Tony Baselli used to get into it. Oh, him. yeah. Whew. Big time. That staff had, I was on it, and so was Brunel and Baselli. Yeah. And and Baselli knew David was going to be good, and I mean, he rode that kid. Oh, yeah. I, uh, they, he's act, uh, president. Carolina Panthers. Look at uh, Raiders, Texans, Raiders, Washington, Baltimore, Carolina. Wow. Six starts, 43 games played. But listen, the guy's hung around the league for a long time, man. Made some money. Yeah, good for him, man. Good for him. That, that's a fair point about Providence. I'm I don't know. I'm just asking the question, Denny. I wanted you to, to there, give an there's answer. There's a lot of those, though, around. Like, you look like Marquise <laughs> Haynes is still playing yes. from University Christian. Yes. Like you start watching the NFL, and you're like, wait, I know that guy, and I know that guy, and Correct. I know that guy. It's littered it's with Jacksonville it's, guys. It's great. And I'm just curious if, it's, if, there are, if there ever has been, at the same time, that's a great four question. Four guys in the NFL. And again, this has not happened yet. I'm just asking the question. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, uh, is that... question here, is it true the kid from Trinity enrolled at LSU is a yes. 16-year-old? Yes, he is 16 years old. Wait, Colin Col- Hurley. He's 16? Colin Hurley is in Baton Rouge right now. I talked to his dad every now and then. He's uh-huh. still here. And he is 16 years old walking around Baton Rouge. And Wait a minute. He's only 16? I mean, he's 16, man. He's turning 17 soon. He's turning 17, I want to say, in like a couple months. Like he's 16 years old. I'm telling y'all, man. Like, cause this kid, he was, he didn't do the Duval red shirt to start. Right. Like, he didn't hold back. Right. Right. Um, the Duval red shirt's very popular amongst right people like me. Right. <laughs> I didn't do the Duval red shirt, but certainly we may we may do the Duval red shirt with Walker man. Yeah. Yeah. But then he decided I'm going to leave a year early. Right. So he skipped his junior year, I guess, is the way you would phrase that. Right. And so, yeah, he's 16 years old, and the guy is like... uh, Is that a good thing? It's awful young. Well, I mean, it is young, but he don't look 16. He don't play 16. I mean, he's... he's, I don't know. Another question. I'm interested to see what it looks like at 19. Did you work with Chubba, too? And where is he now? Yeah, Chubba just transferred. Chubba Purdy is Brock's younger brother went... FSU Nebraska? FSU Nebraska and just transferred. And if you wouldn't have asked me right now, I would know. I actually texted with him the other night. But huh. yeah, he, he, uh, they're down in Jacksonville. The parties are down in Jacksonville often, man. Um, Tom Gormelli and, and, and Brock work very closely. Um, and then Will's really tight with the whole family. Is it Nevada? A good, maybe so. I, I thought he'd gone somewhere in California, but. Or did he start it? I can't keep up with these guys. Chubb Chub is a hell of an athlete. Though. Yeah. What about um, – I lost my train of thought. I was looking at this. What were we talking about, Danny? Help me understand here. I'm now going back to all these <laughs> well, questions. Well, you originally were saying we were going to talk about just how quarterbacks oh, are – Chamari Connor from Trinity is yeah. in the Super Bowl with the Chiefs. Yeah. 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 So yeah. there you go. There's another one. Yeah. I'm t- every time you turn it on. I mean, I watched the Shrine Bowl last night. Austin Reed was in it. And now I'm going to forget. But there were like two or three. I guess the Logan kid from uh, from the St. Augustine area was was in it as well. There are like two or three kids in the Shrine Bowl from Jacksonville. Uh, on the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures, does Austin Reed have a chance to make it in the NFL? You've been touting him since last year as a 
mid-round pick, you think? Yeah, like, yeah. No, he definitely has a fifth-round type guy? His comp for me, mm-hmm. and again, we try to comp it with guys we worked with at this point. No. Um, see? I, but I ass. guess in a roundabout way, <laughs> yes. he's got a little bit of Gardner in him. Uh-huh. And then he's got a lot of Brock in him because yeah. he is the guy that yeah. just loves yeah. football. Like yeah. this guy's just all ball all the time. I, like I say, I always give that kid credit. He works. Like he, he tell me the stories, and and I I, I really appreciate it's a it's a really good story of, of patience too. Like if yes. if you want to go look at something, he didn't start till senior year in high school. Then he signed with Southern Illinois. Didn't work out. Transferred to West Florida Division Two, brand new Division Two school right. at the time. Won a natty, then went to Western Kentucky, could have transferred again, decided to stay, and now is getting the NFL. So, now, granted, he's going to be older than some NFL quarterbacks right, right now, right. but he's very well prepared. He's seen a lot of ball. Uh, if Carson Beck came out, another question. Okay. Uh, I guess we're just doing this. Uh, can Denny get my Purdy card signed for me? That's another one. No. <laughs> if Carson Beck, no. If Carson Beck came out, in this year's draft, would he be drafted in the top ten? Yes. Denny would say yes. Yes, of course, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know that for a fact. At this I know point. you do. Yeah. Listen, and you were right about Anthony. So I'll, I'll, you know, it's just it's fun to watch them how quickly they rise. It's clear to me though, again, that we're gonna have three quarterbacks go top three. Yeah. Oh, three. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now that Washington and New England are gonna take quarterbacks, and it's gonna be May and Daniels, or Daniels and May. Oh, you! Oh, you're saying after Caleb? I'm saying Williams is one. Yep. And then the other two are two and three. Man, I, I. And by the way, history again tells us. You tell me. Oh, that's what I was going to get back to. I was going to get I, back to all these quarterbacks in the Senior Bowl. That's what I want to. Well, ask real you. quick, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I, I think Marvin Harrison's so good that somebody is. Going, Arizona's sitting there at four, going, "Go, just drop to us." Right. I think somebody's going to jump. I don't think they'll go one, two, three. Okay. All right, you, like you're that. probably right. You're probably right. I think but they no, are. I, just for the sake of argument. Okay, you said that you feel like we're getting closer to being able to tell if a guy can right. hit or not hit. Yes. All right, so, and that's where I started. And then I saw Carter Bradley's name, and I know he's had a decent week, a good week. Uh, and listen, Carter was Carter was at Providence, and he tore his knee up his senior year, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I think he did his ACL. I'm not positive, but that's another kid who I, I got to yeah. tip my cap to. I mean, he worked extremely worked. hard and did not give up. And, yep. Went to different schools. Well, and that kid's got an arm, too, man. Yeah. Ooh, he's got an arm. But he, so, so you know, kudos to him for what he's been able to accomplish. And well, he's the reason that I ever met Carson Beck, funny enough. Okay. I was sent to Providence because he was, he was uh, I guess, an Elite 11 kid, Carter Bradley. Yes. And so I was sent out there, hey, go check this kid out. He's yeah. local, Augusta's kid. So I went out there and looked, and I see this kid throwing, and I walk up to the coach, and I'm like, who is this kid's unreal? And he's like, oh, that's not Carter. That's Carson. That's our backup. Right. And Carson was like a sophomore, yeah. freshman, sophomore at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first time I ever saw him. And I immediately went, I want to work with that kid. Yeah. Well, good move on your yeah. part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, so let me ask you about these other guys. Like, again, Joe Milton, throw it 80 yards. I don't think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. What sayeth you? Uh, Yeah, I, I – um. Had a new appreciation when we went to Tennessee Georgia game. Yeah, to to his arm strength. Yeah. Oh, he's got that. I I would keep him around. I yeah. would see what develops. Okay. Yeah. I I mean I wouldn't draft him super high. Yeah. But I'd I'd look at that guy in the third round because he ain't gonna come around very often. Okay. Second third round, and All I'd right. be like, okay, I'm I'm cool with you hanging okay. around developing for a little while. Spencer Rattler. Man, I that yeah. 
Does he got a little Baker in him? I think he does. I, I actually like Spencer Rattler. Yeah. And I think he's he's I think he's had a pretty good week, I heard. I the don't ball know. comes yeah. out. It's yeah. different, man. It's different. I he's the one nobody talks about yeah. that I think's gonna do very well in the process. I, I actually I think Spencer will be in the NFL a long time. Okay. Uh Sam Hartman. I don't yeah, see, I Spencer, the ball comes out of hands. is special. Yeah. Sam Hartman, it just it's not yeah. the same. But but that's that. Sam Hartman's got a lot of film. He's played a lot of ball. I yeah. would take Spencer above Sam. Okay. What about Washington guy? I don't know Michael why. Penix Jr. I don't know why. I cannot make up my mind on this kid. Okay. No idea. I've said that it's a million he's times. Lefty, you hate lefties. I, there's part. It's part of it. It's part of it. But I don't know why I can't. But go ahead, because you're going to get to the one that Who? may shock Yes. I think Bo Nix is – I don't know how he's been doing the senior bowl. Okay. No clue. All right. But when he gets to the combine – Yeah. You like Bo Nix. I just know what Bo Nix has. Okay. And he has a – he has everything that these guys want to see. He's got tape. He's got an arm. He's got accuracy. You know, he the is thing is crazy about, athletic. You know, the thing is about these guys, Denny, is – and this is what happens. It's a, Each kid is a puzzle. And there's all these pieces of the puzzle. Like the 1.55 split time is a piece of the puzzle to right. Brock Purdy. So you get all these pieces of the puzzle. Some are good. Some are not so good. Okay? And then if they, ex- if they exceed expectation, we point out all the things. Well, why didn't they know? I mean, he had a 1.55 and his cognitive was this and there was this. If Brock Purdy had failed, he was like, well, you, gosh, he, he wasn't an athlete. He, his arm wasn't that good. Right. He could, that's what they do. So that in the end, that's how they go back to the hindsight because – Every no kid has the perfect puzzle. No kid, I don't care who it is. There's no, there's some who close, but no kid has the perfect puzzle in my opinion. No, I, it, I would love to go back. I, I mean, I kind of know mm-hmm. the history of what some of those scores were and kind of what that looks like. I would mm-hmm. love to go back and really see like a spreadsheet of that. But you're, you're exactly right. I guess that's what I'm saying when I talk about Bo Nix through the process. Yes. So when I look at that group of people, exactly what you're saying is okay. Who's going to go through the process and who's going to check the boxes? Mm-hmm. Um, film, test scores, mm-hmm. health, mm-hmm. Um, arm strength, mm-hmm. athleticism. Mm-hmm. That that's Bo's going to check every box there. I, I don't, and maybe one of the others do too. I, I just don't know them that well, right. but, and I don't know Bo that well. But from what I know, he every single and so it's, you're going to you have a scoring system, and at some point when that scoring system keeps saying that this kid is better than you think he is, you mm-hmm. have to kind of look at that scoring system, and I think that's going to be. Uh, the way Bo Nix goes in draft rooms. Yeah, I think it's. I think he'll be a top. I think he'll be a top twenty pick. What about um, JJ from? I haven't seen enough. Yeah, I mean they they everybody tells me he's going to run like four or five, and he's he's really athletic and and he's got a great arm. I just haven't seen enough of him. I don't I don't really. I feel like I haven't seen any of him really. Mm-hmm. They didn't let him throw. Yeah, I know. Yeah, game where he had eight throws. I mean, he hands the ball off really well. Yeah, <laughs> he's got like a. He's got a gun. Does he? Yeah. See, I just haven't seen. I've seen him make some, like, like, like sometimes maybe a little too, like, rip some balls that I was like, whoa. I, I do appreciate he's been so quiet through this whole thing. Like, yeah. nobody really knew was he coming out. Yeah. Was he staying? I, I, let me ask you this, Danny. How many first-round picks are there? How many quarterbacks will go in the first round? Four. Four? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think four. Who's the fourth? Bo. Bo? Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. your guy. Yeah, are you gonna kind of you want to ride no, a little bit? with No, Bo? I mean I don't. I don't, I don't care. I've I'm never curious, met like, Bo Nix. Yeah, I know. Um, but I'm just curious. Like, is that that's the guy that I'm? Because you're, you're, you're Caleb's the guy. Caleb is. I know. The guy. I'm not saying those yeah. guys. I'm not saying Bo will be better than those guys. But it seems to me like you are picking Bo as the guy. 
the best of the rest, if you will. I, I, think, I think I think it's I, I think we know the top three. For me, it goes mm-hmm. Caleb, Jaden, and then I have Drake, May, Bo, Nix, very very close. Okay, I like that. That that's just okay. That's me. fine. Yeah, that's fine. And listen again, this is it's a it's a fun thing to do, but I don't. It's not an exact science. Well, and I, and I have hard. talked to legit talk to NFL people who have told me that Drake May is one of the best prospects they have ever seen. No, it's I I I never seen that about the kid, but I me neither. Me but. neither. Me neither. So that I haven't seen enough of Drake May to have an opinion one way or the or the other. I'm giving him a ton and when we were talking about Carson, I, mm-hmm. I kept bringing that up. I'm like if I listen to what everybody else has told me about Drake May, then he is a surefire too. I'm I'm very interested and again no no ill will towards Drake. I don't know him at all. I'm very interested to see what NFL teams think of him as we get through this process because, y'all, they do pick you apart. Right. This isn't just like, hey, they talk to you at the combine, bring you in for a visit, and then they draft you. It is two months of them picking you apart. I'm just looking at, like, first-round picks, right? And just through the years on teams that have taken quarterbacks in the first round. Heck, we could start with um, our Jaguars. Leftwich Gabber Bortles. Yeah. I mean, where they were taken, disappointments. Yeah. I mean, love the boat, but yeah, no, I mean, I don't third think there's pick any overall, Blaine Gabbert, yeah. disaster, firing okay. Yeah, no doubt Just about okay that. okay at best. Didn't need him. Uh, Jets, Sam Darnold, eh. Mark Sanchez. Went to an AFC championship game or two, but so what? Eh. Chad Pennington, good quarterback, but not great. Not winning a Super Bowl. Ken O'Brien in 83. You know, that's it's probably their best one. Right? Yeah. And he was in that class of. I think we can go ahead and put Kelly Zach in and, there too, huh? I think we can go ahead and put Zach Wilson in there too. Mm-hmm. Richard Todd, seventy six. Uh, the Niners took. Don't forget Jim Druckenmiller in ninety seven. Mm. Uh, Alex Smith in 05. Also took Steve Spurrier in sixty seven. Uh, the Falcons did pretty well. Matt Ryan, Michael Vick, and Chris Miller and Steve Barkowski, all yeah. really good quarterbacks. Yeah. Um. The Dolphins, with Bob Greasy, Dan Marino, yes, yes, Ryan Tannehill, not really, and no, and Tua, we'll see. To be determined, I still think. Tua's a starting quarterback. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. I, Tua, Tua's convinced me at this point. Yeah. I'm just, I'm thinking, like, I'm trying to go back through. So, Mahomes mm-hmm. was drafted first round, sat out one year. Yes, um, Brock was the last pick in the draft. Goff was drafted, but by another team in the first round. Uh-huh. And then Lamar. So it was 50-50. Lamar was yeah. drafted in the first round mm-hmm. by Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to go back and just kind of see, like, what obviously Brady's going to skew those numbers because he was drafted so late. Mm-hmm. But first round picks drafted by their team. Mm-hmm. Like, what? what is that right. level of success? And then here's the other thing, too. Are, do we give up two and I know fans are going to hate this, but way too early on first-round picks sure we do. because they're first-round picks. And they go somewhere else, sometimes they flourish. I mean, you look at Jared Goff. And that's just... the way the game is, man. But, yeah, yeah, Jared Goff is a great story. Yeah, yeah. Right? And he wasn't bad in L.A. And and I think McVay would admit that they didn't handle him perfectly, and yet he's been way better in Detroit. Yeah, you watch it and you Can't, just go, this I mean, kid's actually really good. Really good. He had a But throw. the trade worked for both. They did. Yeah. Very rarely does that happen. Right. Yep. He had an – oh, gosh, I was rooting for Detroit so badly. But he had one throw in the championship game. And I don't know if he meant to do it. The guy's coming across the middle. And the, uh, and the defensive back is on this side of him. And he threw it 
here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it's perfect for us. I can tell you, you meant to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those I mean, guys, they're so good. They're, they're unbelievable. I, you sit there and you watch these the, the film of these uh-huh. things, all twenty two, and you hear them explain what they saw in the play, and y'all, you just cannot imagine. Like it is. About, I saw this little window and I hit it from thirty five yards. Right now, the perfect giving up on a guy too early is Cleveland Browns and Baker. Yeah, Baker Mayfield had a terrific football season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and. Better than Deshaun Watson. Way better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's just a common theme. I, I think if you look at it, all the guys that we say were bust, what percentage of those? Like Blaine Gabbert, is a, he's still playing. Yeah, that's he true. He's still in the NFL. That's true. Right? Like, I mean, I don't know what happens if that guy, there's obviously something to him. What happens if somebody sits on him and lets him play for five or six years? You know, is, could he I'm, have been Jared Goff? I, here's a great one, to, and, and we'll take a break here. And But Mac Jones. Yeah. I don't think Mac's done. I I I think, but Mac most is, would disagree with you, yeah, right? I think and most would disagree. Most now see Mac as more of a, and again, I hate to do this to Minshew, mm-hmm. but a Minshew type, you know, mm-hmm. a guy who can maybe be, and he certainly needs to get out of New England. But my point is, he had he had such a, it seemed like it was such a such perfect fits. You know, he played for Corky. He was great. He Alabama to his credit. He turned. You know, we all why you why. Why are you not going to go to Kentucky? You got a chance. You'll never yeah. play at Alabama. Yeah. He bet on himself. Yep. Got in a great situation, but made all the throws. Great receivers, but don't doesn't matter. Other guys have had great receivers and got, you know, goes to New England. Goes to the playoffs his rookie year. Yeah. Yep. Right? Pro yep. Bowl. Yeah. Pro Bowl. That's right. Yeah. Hit, Pro, the greedy, no. hit the greedy. Gritty Pro Bowl. Yeah. No, stop stop the stop the Pro Bowl stuff. Don't <laughs> don't hundred and nine guys in the Pro Bowl this year. I I can't do it. You're not gonna take Pro Bowl honors away from yes, these I am. guys. No, you yes, can't I am. do it. You have to. You should too. I'm not. They're average dudes. I'm not. We're claiming Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, you Pro Bowl. <laughs> hey, e, it's That's good fair. for business, bro. That's fair. It's good. All right. Yeah, All right. I sent these guys to the Pro Bowl. Right? I'll allow it. I'll allow it. But, but, but yet, you know, all this dysfunction in New England, we got defensive guys being offensive coaches and, and yep. it just messed with them. And maybe he didn't handle it as well as he should. But regardless, it was a disaster. And now does he get a fresh start with Mayo, or is he just a transition guy, or do you just get rid of him? What do you do? Well, and, I, and where I, do you go? Yeah, I don't think – I think Mac is the one who has shown you that he can play, that there's something going on, yeah. that he can succeed at that level. Mm-hmm. And I know Mac well enough to know that he is obsessed with this stuff, and usually that, that kind of works out. They, those guys figure it out. I, I just don't think – I don't think Mac has played as a – starter his last game. Like I know Mac will be in the, okay. in the in the league as long as he wants to be in the league. Yeah. But I believe he will be someone starter again, whether that's New England or whether they trade him or whatever happens, I think he will be considered someone starter again and I think he'll do well. Is he around? Is he back? Is he what where's Mac? Yeah, I don't know where Mac's you at. Don't know? And then we texted a few months ago and he said mm-hmm. he was going to come back through. I think usually those guys will come through in the summer. Yeah. You know, late spring, summer. Right. But I'm not sure what he's doing. I'm right. sure he's throwing somewhere. All right, my man. Well, we'll take a break. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. We've got Thompson. Gator Bites now. Okay. Gator Bites. What are you going to talk about? I don't know. That's up to Hacker. Um, I'm sure they're going to talk basketball, which I really can't weigh in. So I'm, I'm going to watch. beat Kentucky. My, I'll my, watch my the Gators beat Kentucky. But I'm, so in other words, I'm going to watch Hacker and Graham do Gator Bites. Okay. <laughs> All right. What are we, Billy, Billy Napier has had an interesting offseason. I think he's done about as well as he could. He's shifted some things. He's tried to do some things. We'll see. He's doing some things. They're, doing they, some they're, things. they're getting things straight down there yeah. in, from an operations perspective. Yeah. I love the uh, 
I don't, I'm not a Rocky Top fan, but shout out to Charlton and Tennessee who finally have stuck middle finger right up at NCAA and said, all right, you want to play? Let's play. Yeah. Because you ain't, no, you ain't kind of, no. None of these teams, the NCAA I've been is, asking for years for someone to tell the NCAA to stick it where the sun don't shine. You're not telling me that this guy, no, because they do it, they do it, and we do it. I think no, you're getting ready no. to see a lot of it. And it looks like it's coming. Yep. I think and, you're getting ready to see it, a lot of it. And again, if that leads to change, mm-hmm. which is what I hope, to a point that we have, I don't care if it's we become semi-professional. I don't care if we break away from from uh, 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 if we break away from the other sports. I don't care. I just need some regulation. Some I need a commissioner. I need somebody to run this in a proper. Here's way. what you do: mm-hmm. is you have every major football team get on a conference call. And at the same time, they all turn somebody else into the NCAA. So everybody's got something. And the NCAA's head will explode. Yes. Because like, every single college yes. knows another college that's doing Doesn't. what they're doing yes. and can turn them in if they yes. get petty enough. Yeah. So let's just blow the NCAA up, up right. and turn them all in at the yeah. same time. And again, the NCAA had knew all this was coming, yeah, sat with their rear ends on their hands, did nothing about it, and then they – come out like recently with some quote guidelines and the, <laughs> the schools are like, what, what do you, what do you mean? You know? It, and, and can you control if you're representing my collective Yeah, and you call Denny and say, Hey Denny, look, I know you're working with this kid. Uh, oh, I got $10 million for him. You do. Well, are you supposed to not take the $10 million? Are you, uh, uh the coach doesn't know a thing about it or whatever. Okay. So what? What just just so people understand what the yeah. NCAA wants to have happen? Yeah, is they want mm-hmm. there to be a level of trust? Yes. Between a school and a kid that after they sign, it's magically just going to all work out. Yeah. Let's just think about that for yeah. you're talking about a school who yeah. ha, a kid who probably has 15 other schools right recruiting him right. And NCAA wants all of them to refrain from talking about any money of any sort and wants said kid to make a financial decision based on something that has not been talked about yet. Not happening. It is absolutely insane. So hopefully, uh, again, shout out to Tennessee, and I guess Virginia's joined in, and any AD who will sit there and go, yeah, no, you're not doing that, or you need to sit this kid, he's not eligible. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, we're going to play. He came home because his mom's sick. I don't give a damn what you say. Exactly. Well, you're going to have to forfeit. No, we're not. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. All right, it's our friend Denny Thompson. Uh, we love All right, guys. Uh, chatting with him each and every week. We're back more on The Jewel next. All right, welcome back. 840. Good morning, Jacksonville. Hanging out on a Friday. Not a football Friday. I'm sorry. No. No, no, no. no. I want. I was looking at this list. These are like all-time first-round quarterbacks selected by teams. And you can just see why, you know, like the Bears, Jim McMahon, good. Jim Harbaugh, eh, Cade McNown, eh, Rex Grossman. Got to a Super Bowl, Mitch Trubisky, you know, and then Justin Fields. The Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow, great pick. Carson Palmer was a great pick. Achilles Smith was a terrible pick. David Klinger, terrible pick. Um, The Bills, Jim Kelly, home run. J.P. Lossman, terrible. E.J. Manuel, terrible. Josh Allen, great pick. You know, you just kind of go through the list. The Browns. Mike Phipps was a good pick. You don't remember that's 1970. Bernie Kosar, good. Tim mm-hmm. Couch, terrible. Brady Quinn, terrible. Brandon Whedon, terrible. Johnny Manziel, terrible. Baker Mayfield, they gave up on. Uh, the Bucks, Doug Williams was a good pick. Vinny Testaverde, good career. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl somewhere else, but wasn't that good. Josh Freeman, not that good. Jameis, you know. 
Colts had Luck and Manning back-to-back, and Jeff George as well, and John Elway, if you want to, they traded him. Uh, here's the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen, Matt Leinart, Tim Rosenbaugh, Kelly Stouffer, Steve Pizarkowitz. So it's just interesting to look at those through the years, you know, the different kinds of picks that have been made um, as quarterbacks. And again, my point being, we hit, we miss. We don't know. We don't know um, at all. So uh, that's what that's what we have going forward. We got a Super Bowl though, and there's one that is a that is a you know absolute no way, no how, not a miss. Okay, and that's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, my gosh, Patrick Mahomes is as good as you could possibly want. He is he is the standard. He is, you know, everything you could hope and dream of, right? Yeah. And he was taken in 2017, right, in the NFL draft. And, and the stories are told over and over again how the Bears traded up to get Mitch Trubisky. Yep. Right? I remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's the Chiefs who traded up with Buffalo to take Patrick Mahomes with the 10th pick. Well, Carolina took McCaffrey, and the Chargers took Mike Williams, and the Jets took Jamal Adams, and the Titans took Corey Davis. Ooh. And our Jags took Leonard Fournette, and the Niners took Solomon Thomas. I mean, misses one and all. There's Patrick Mahomes at number 10, the Chiefs. Now, that is, that is one where scouting, leadership, coaching, Front office all came together. They identified the right guy, and they took him. And it was a tremendous move, obviously, on their part. A tremendous move. So you can't, you can't knock that. You know, that's, that's, that's one where you just got to give them a tip of the cap. So... Denny's guy, Bo Nix, is the fifth-rated quarterback on this one publication. They have J.J. McCarthy ahead of him, but Denny's uh, bullish on Bo Nix ahead of Michael Penix, who's sixth on this. Spencer Rattler is up to seven. So, yeah. We got the Gator on the hotline? Let's bring him in. Let's see what he's up to. Good morning, Gator. Good morning, Guggen. Hello, Guggen. We got PFR today. PFR. Enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Enjoying that. You're a you're a dynasty guy. Yes, you like the dynasty. I do. do. You like the Chiefs dynasty? Yeah, it's a great question. I said this earlier, Ox, and it's probably because I'm a dynasty guy. But me thinks that I will root for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I'm tired of the Chiefs. I know, and most people are. We have Chiefs fatigue. It's and what's yeah. funny is, and listen, Chiefs fans don't care because I guess yeah, what Chiefs fans for years were that Ox. They were that nice little team that everybody kind of sure. liked. You know, oh, they got a great fan base. Oh, the barbecue's great. Oh, they tailgate great. Tailgate great. Oh, look at they're always sold out. And every year they would be average. They might make the playoffs and they would lose in the playoffs every mm-hmm. year. Every year, mm-hmm. Ox. And now mm-hmm. they've got this little dynasty and they're middle finger in the rest of America, bro. Yeah, they don't. I, they don't I'm care. Tired of the commercials. Yeah, tired of the commercials. They're everywhere. The commercials are. I mean, Kelsey is just. Uh, he's over the top. Oh yeah. I mean, he's. 
I'm sick of State Farm. I, we have State Farm, and I'd like to get rid of State Farm just because the commercials are so tired of it. It's, 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 sorry, Joe, you. I just, uh, 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 I'm sick of uh, uh, everything that's going on. we got to give a uh, shout-out to Pastor Jack. He just texted, said he's listening right now. Tell uh-huh. you hello. Shout-out, uh, Pastor Jack. We, we, uh, um, We've got a good one, though. I'm, I'm going to be pulling for the 49ers just because I'm sick of the Chiefs. But, yeah. I mean, you can't argue with the I Chiefs. don't like the 49ers, Ox. I don't like them. I don't like Shanny. And that stems yeah. from my days of not liking his, his dad from sitting yeah, in the swamp. Uh, yeah, I don't like his dad. Told his dad he didn't know what he was doing. His yeah. dad won two Super Bowls. Yeah, I was wrong about that one, too. I have a, <laughs> I have a long list of being wrong, by uh-huh. the way, just so you know. Uh-huh. Take everything I say with a grain of salt. I don't like the Niners. I don't like... I don't like John Lynch, uh, as I've said. You know, he he he's 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 there, Baselli, and I don't like yeah, that. He got Baselli fired. Yeah, he got Baselli fired from national television. Even yeah. though Tony's friends with him, I refuse to admit that deep down inside. I don't care. I will always represent Tony Baselli. I can't root for the Niners. I don't like a team that traded up to get a quarterback like they're smarter than everybody else, mm-hmm. and they and they botched it, and now they got a. Mr. Irrelevant, and he's got a chance to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I got the first yeah. overall pick, and I'm not even in the playoffs, Ox. Yeah, and that he makes Pro Bowl. In other um, words, <laughs> the Chiefs have already enjoyed the joy. I don't want anybody else to have it. So the hell with I the Niners. Be- huh? Oh, we lost him. There he goes. That's the Gator. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, we'll take a break. We got to keep it rolling. A little catch up here. We're a little long with Denny. This is the drill on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. All right, welcome back. We've got Puck Talk coming up here momentarily, but we got uh, Molly, you and Danger Girl is in, in the uh, studio because you're running a marathon this weekend. I am on Sunday. Are you excited about it? I am Have excited. Have you ever done a marathon? No, this is my first one. Now, what was your longest run in training, Molly? Um, I only ran about 20, 20 miles. Only? That was, well, that was my longest one. You went and did a 20-miler? Yes. Oh, yeah. And you you accomplished it? You finished it? Yeah, I did. Well, then you should be in good shape. Only did a 20-miler. <laughs> what day did you do that? That was about two weeks ago. So. Okay. Okay, you probably haven't run much since then. No, I haven't. I ran I ran like 13 after that, like another like long kind of, uh-huh. that's like a medium run. Were but. you, uh, after the 20, how did how did you handle that? You know, I actually I went ziplining that day after that. So you I'm, did. So yeah. you're okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So All right. Well, you're I young. Semi confident. What yeah. is your goal for time, Molly? So my goal really is to just finish here. Like, okay. Because, just, yeah, okay. You know, first one, but I mm-hmm. think around four and a half hours. Four and a half hours. Yeah. Okay, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Just under five. And you did a half marathon. Yes. And then I did that toughest mutter. And that was, you know, that was really intense. So I feel like I have that under my belt. Do we have any injuries right now? Are we healthy going in? No, my ankles are a little little weak right now. Besides but... deformity. Yeah. Well... yeah. I don't like to say that. I mean, it's, I don't mean that in a negative way. She's no, no, fine, no. people. I, I am, She's yeah. a beautiful young lady. Thank She's you. excited about running, but she has a, a, a terrible, yes. hideous, oh, uh, thank you, Dan. ugly thing on her ankle. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, so that Doc Murphy looked at. Yes, me. yeah. So shout out him. He identified it. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, uh, so do you want to, you're going to go out nice and slow, just take your time and. You know, you they thinking? have they have some pace groups. Okay. And so maybe I'll stick with them for like the first thirteen. Yeah. Kind of like around that time. Yeah. So I know like, like slow the first and thirteen steady. minutes. Yeah. No, miles. thirteen miles. Man. <laughs> yeah. 
any advice for me as I have to walk to work next week? Oh, you do? Yeah. So now, that, that'll that be like my marathon. I think it's a e? mentality thing. Mentality? You know, one foot in front of the other. One, that's, just keep going. That's what I'm going with. Mind you know, over matter. Jeff told me the other day, he was like, you know, yeah. a lion doesn't stretch before chasing a gazelle. So, you uh-huh, know, maybe uh-huh. I'll take that. Don't listen me. to Jeff. <laughs> he's, he's idiotic. It's, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He stretch. All right, well, good luck to you. Thank you. And we're Thank counting you. on you. Sweet Molly, we'll get an update from her next week as she uh, she represents uh, uh, 1010XL in the marathon. So, um, E, play as our next game. hockey, let's do that hockey. Head coach of the Iceman. Coach, you ever run a marathon? No, no, I'm not a long-distance runner, me, that's for sure. Me either. <laughs> coach, how is it possible? I'm looking at the uh, schedule. And by the way, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, the Icemen are playing really good hockey right now, right? I would say, right? Wouldn't you? Yeah, 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 we've been great over the last couple of weeks here. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I got seven and three in our last ten, uh, but the guys in front of us went eight zero oh, and one and eight and two, coach. Yeah, yeah, I mean, as we always talk about it, this division's a gauntlet, so yeah. you got to be clicking on all cylinders at all times. And you said the top again, you uh, top four make the playoffs from the division. Yeah, that's correct. Now, am I correct in also knowing that last year's champion is that the Everblades? Yep, they're the. Have they? Are they two-time champs, Coach? Yeah, they're back to back. And now they're they're not in the top four. Yeah, I mean they're right in the mix. So I mean, oh yeah, I think five of us are in the top nine in the league standings. So God, um, it's uh, yeah, it's intense every night. It's it's again just so people understand what Coach is talking about in terms of we talk about points and the Icemen are currently in third they have 51 points but South Carolina has 50 Norfolk has 46 Orlando has 46 Florida has 46 shoot Newfoundland has 43 do you play Newfoundland in the regular season coach no we don't play those thank god here. that would be yeah, a long trip, long trip. Yeah. <laughs> coming to us. yeah um, but it's uh I've been up there before and it's cold in the winter a lot of snow it's uh you're always good for a couple flight delays trying to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. I actually spoke incorrectly. I was talking to conference on division. Jacksonville's in second place in the division, just so people know. All right, so what do we got cooking this weekend? Yeah, so we got Atlanta at home here tonight, and then uh, we're on the road in Greenville tomorrow. So a bit of a long trip uh, after the game tonight. But, um, yeah, we just got to keep this train rolling. Now, as a coach, because you know you have – and you do this every weekend, so, I mean – we. We're used to it, but home game, play the game, then you got to go on the road. Certainly, do you, I don't know, do you, do you handle how you put the guys out on the ice differently, knowing that they got to get on a bus, we got a little back-to-backer? How do, you, how do you handle this as a coach in preparation? Yeah, I mean, we always you know, talk about going full tilt at all times. Sure. So I try not to think about tomorrow too much. We want to focus on tonight and get the win here at home, I think. You know, you might be able to rotate some guys in and out of the lineup for rest and just get some fresh legs in the game tomorrow. But we'll see how it goes. We haven't really changed much over the last three games because we've been uh, winning, you know, 6-1, 6-2, 5-2. So there's really no point in changing if you're going to win like that. All right. All right. Well, yeah, and I, and I think there's – I would su- suspect, you know, gosh, spirits are great when you win and down in the dumps when you lose. And so you got the home one first. You got to – you kind of want to you, – you're right. You don't want to think ahead. You want to take care of business tonight and then worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, right? Exactly, exactly. And like you said, confidence is high right now. And mm-hmm. guys are pretty upbeat coming to the rink every day. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fun when you win. 
right. All right. Well, listen, keep it rolling. And uh, we, we're playing good hockey. And let's uh, let's make some things happen and keep working our way up the uh, up the division. 100%. We'll talk next week. Thank you, Nick. All right. That's a head right. coach of the Jacksonville Iceman, Nick Luco, chasing that Kelly Cup, trying to make some things happen. Dan, on the text line, you're probably going to have to leave at 6 a.m. for the walk. Yes, I'm aware of that. Ooh. Yeah. I will, <laughs> I will be leaving at 6 a.m. Uh, just a suggestion for Molly to take some energy chews on a run, keep your body going. Uh, so some things like that um, going forward. Uh on the uh, text line. All right, we got the 9 o'clock nasty coming up, E. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. We're Mr. Ready. Nasty time. Yeah, we're ready to roll. We'll, we'll check some things out. We'll, we'll break some things for you, and we'll do that when we come back right here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. This is The Drill. All right, welcome back. This is The Drill on a Friday. No longer a football Friday, unfortunately. On the phone lines, the all Roofing Hotline, we've got Charlton K. Ganey, i.e. Mr. Tennessee. Good morning. Good morning, Daniel. Good morning, sir. How are you this morning? Good. How are you doing? Well, you know, it's uh, had a frustrating loss this week from a basketball standpoint where uh-huh. our team apparently uh, decided to see if Dalton Connect could beat South Carolina by himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The rest of the guys just basically phoned it in. Yeah. But uh, And you guys had a big win. Congratulations for your 12th yeah. victory. 12. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and that's a shocking number. You wouldn't think about a, a program like Florida only winning 12 times in Kentucky. Yeah. Not to, not to Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee's won more than that up there, but and we probably played them more, but it's – a place to play for sure, but that's not why I called. I think you know why I called. Why do I know? I don't know. Just NCAA oh, lawsuit. Oh, yeah. he's getting ready to fight. Vol uh, Nation, the University of Tennessee, yeah. and the state of Tennessee are state. all aligned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we got? And, uh, they need to understand, you know, do you realize that the guy that's Kind of running the NCA is is the guy from the University of Georgia. I heard that he went after Florida and Tennessee right off the rip. Apparently, Florida and Tennessee <laughs> right off the rip. And uh, you know, if you go back and look at investigations, you know, nobody's been investigating Georgia at all this time when they've had all these recruits come in, and we kept wondering how are they get these five star quarterbacks. Ah, nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the lawsuit part. You know. And if for those out there in, in uh, radio listener land that don't understand what's going on, Nico signed a contract in California with a sports management company called Spire, which mm-hmm. is our collective. Mm-hmm. There was never any contact with the uh, University of Tennessee. Nobody from the University of Tennessee was there. Uh, they flew him on a private jet to Knoxville mm-hmm. for his visits. Mm-hmm. So. And if you know California law, they passed that law where you cannot restrict any of these NIL agreements for student athletes. Mm-hmm. So uh, the NCAA may have overstepped their, not may, they overstepped their, their reach, number one. Number two, you know, 
they didn't put out any rules in 21. This has been going on for a long time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now they're trying to go back and uh, retroactively try to punish people. And I don't think it's going to end well for the NCAA. And I'm hoping this this is the time that we destroy the NCAA. They've been soaking up money, cash from universities for a long time, from conferences for a long time. And we're at the end of the NCAA. I hopefully. think so. And I and I know as Gator, look, Gator fan, no, I hate him, Saint fan, but we got a line on this deal, and then we need to go to a, you know just to the the major conferences, uh-huh. the, the Power Five, uh-huh. start their own organization. Uh-huh. There's no need to give money to universities that aren't at that level, and uh, set up some regulations. I'd be happy with the Czar thing. I don't want Nick Saban as the Czar. That's like asking the <laughs> devil to come in and. <laughs> No, we don't need Nick as a czar. Listen, I've done some research here quickly on the fly. I'll let you have your piece. Uh, You know, I mean, you kind of try to slide this by like, you know, Tennessee's a little more success. uh, 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 I counted real quickly, and I'm I'm not saying this is dead on, but I've counted eight wins in Lexington since 1967 for the Mighty Falls and 20 overall. And by the way, the all-time series is – Double Kentucky one fifty nine Tennessee seventy eight. So uh, settle down on this. Uh, we've had a little more success in uh, Lexington, and you chuckled when I said it was their twelfth win, didn't you, uh, Charlton? Well, twenty is greater. Yeah, than twelve. It's not a whole lot so. greater, and you've played a lot more times. By the way, percentage wise, it is a lot greater. It's uh, almost. Uh-huh. Uh, Percentage-wise, you've played a lot more times. Therefore, the percentage is not that much greater. And by the way, you won back in 1916-17 twice and uh, and, uh, and 1920 twice. So there's five of your wins pre-1920. History is history. I mean, we're, we're going to go back and say, oh, well, we can't go back was to that, the Was that to, Bernie, to and, Ernie's, Bernie and Ernie's great-grandfather's playing on that team? I mean, what do we got here? You settle down. No, I don't think so. I think those were all Tennesseans back in the Okay, let me, give me, let me get were... to one more question about your mighty basketball program. And how many Final Fours have you been to? Zero. All right. How many, how many times have you beaten Kentucky? <laughs> how many times have you beaten Kentucky total? <sighs> let me look. I was just—I mean, we're bogging down on this, but I'm sorry. I just—and by the way, Kentucky yeah. G off. Yeah, where, you, where has he been? Yeah, he, he fought, on the phone. He disappeared. I want to hear him. Yeah, he's—he's he's gutless. I mean, that's fair. He's gutless, dude. I mean, you have every right to call him out. That's—that's—that's that's, that's not acceptable. You can't just disappear when your team gets beat. It's not the end of the world. Uh, we are. We. <laughs> We, <laughs> yeah, you laugh when you see that number, don't you? No, it's not. It's not as it's. We're forty-two and one ten. You're seventy-eight and one fifty-nine. You're seventy-eight well, and one fifty-nine. is much better than forty-two and one ten. They both suck. Much ten. Better. Sorry, Junie Bug, but they both suck. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. Love you, ten. Here you go. Got bogged down on that a little bit, but I just, I, I you know, he got, he kind of slid that in real quick on me, and I just, I can't allow that, you know. He did slide it in. I, mean, I know you haven't had as much success as we have up in Lexington. He said, "I mean, it's twenty to twelve. I mean, we both stink." But yes, Kentucky G off. Um, 
Kentucky Geoff uh, deserves a talking to. He was eel like this. Oh, to me. This is good. Like the 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 Ritchie family and the Hicken family are were, were generations of friends. Okay. Us and uh, me and Kentucky Geoff, and then Kentucky Geoff's two boys who you've met. Yep, yep. The Ritchie boys yeah, and ballers, and Brooks and Brooksy yeah, are yeah, friends. Yeah. And uh, so I'm talking to Brooksy at the end of the Kentucky Florida game, and he says to me, and this is what, this made me proud as a dad. I've taught him well. He says, Dad, I got to go. I go, why? He goes, I got to call Ben and Sam. Richie boys. He had to call the Richie boys to give them grief. <laughs> now, Ben, Richie, also like his daddy, uh, hides from the phone call the night of. Now, do they go as hard for Kentucky as the Hicken boys go for Florida? Yes. Okay, so it makes sense. Yes. They, right, in fact, Kentucky basketball is everything to them. Okay. Okay, makes so, sense. so let me put it this way. Uh Young Kentucky, Ben is in school in Tallahassee, but goes to, is going to Lexington next week to watch the, the Cats and the Zags and has already been up there once, I believe, to watch, okay. to watch them. So Kentucky Geoff, just so people know, I tracked him down at a Final Four after Kentucky lost and found him at a hotel to, get, to give him grief. <laughs> that's that's how I roll. Okay. I'm a terrible yeah. I'm a terrible winner and a worse loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's how I am. It's not nothing to be proud of. But I've I've, I've seemingly passed this on in generations to my son, who now ch- chases down the Richie boys after the Gators finally get a win. But Kentucky Geoff went silent on me that night, and he blamed it on his little daughter. Well, I had my three year old. No, uh-huh, no, no, uh-huh, no. E uh-huh. e. That's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Isn't it? Okay. I'm going to use a three-year-old as a shield. A shield. A sh- shame on you. That's correct. It's a shield. Well, I had my, I had my three-year-old and, you know. <laughs> we don't want to hear that. Yeah, no. You got you to gotta answer, don't you? I mean, take your medicine, right? Right. Plus, you got to understand, I received this text. Oh, dear. From Kentucky G off the day of the game. Okay. So anyone who knows G off knows this well. Um. Uh, where is it? Uh, great to hear. Oh, he was asking me about my sister. Great to hear. Get ready for this Wildcat beatdown. That's what he said. So he said that before the game. He said that before the game. I said, no, sir, tonight's the night. And then at halftime, I said, think we got this. We're only down five. He said, well, hanging around. And then I started sending him the eyes emoji. Yeah, when peep, we, yeah the peeping yeah. joint. Yeah, yeah. And then he didn't answer, and I replied, uh, uh, damn you, if I wasn't in Auburn, I would drive over <laughs> and get you. Because he was dodging the phone yeah, call. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, it was Bush. It was that's, Bush that's League. Bush League, man. Yeah, 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 right? I mean, you understand this. This is how the game is played. That's how the game go, man. Yeah, yeah. Kentucky Geoff was nowhere to be found, and it was, it was very frustrating, I thought. It was very frustrating. All right, we got Super Bowl a week from Sunday. Uh, we got the Chiefs and the Niners. Nobody's real excited in terms of, I don't th- I mean, some of you are. Okay, that's fine, whatever. It doesn't, I really wanted Detroit to win. I'm still mad about Dan Campbell, but nonetheless, I'll, I'll, I'll focus in on the game. Obviously, we're all going to watch the game. I would always bet Kansas City as an underdog. I, I don't know how you cannot take Mahomes over Purdy. Purdy's been terrific. Purdy might get himself a Super Bowl championship. Uh, the the Niners are back. It's uh, they, they've both built their ways differently. 
uh, Kansas City has built itself behind the best quarterback in the NFL. I got a question for you, Dan. Yes, sir. Um, Cam Newton, I was, uh, you know, just scrolling on social media, mm-hmm. and Cam was talking about, you know, the 49ers. Uh-huh. And nothing bad. But he's, he said that Brock Purdy is the 10th best player on the San Francisco 49er team. Okay. I started thinking about this. Okay. And I'm like, he might be right. Yeah. He might be right. Yeah. And, it, you know, because people are saying, well, 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 he's not elite, but you know, uh, he's not a game manager. He, he's more than a game manager. Yeah. And I think I think that's true. I don't think Brock Purdy's a game manager. But yeah. I think he might be the 10th best player on that team. They're but a hell he, of a team. They and are It's hard. Stacked. Again, I will, off the top of my head, McCaffrey. Huh? Debo, uh-huh. Kittle, yep. Trent Williams, yeah. Bosa, Bosa, um, Warner, Warner. Mm, uh, yeah, probably a little higher, but yeah, Greenlaw. You could argue you might want to go Ayuk. Yeah. Um, What's the other D lineman? Uh, no, not Chase Young. Oh, Eric Armstead. Yes, Hargrave. Hargrave. See, Hargrave's pretty good. Yeah. Look. Um, yeah. He's good. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely not the top player on the team. No, no, but no. But he doesn't. You don't have to be. Well, and listen, I don't care. The best player doesn't always have to be the quarterback. But let me tell you something. They're in the Super Bowl because of him. He came through in the second half when his team was down big time. Fair. Very valid. Okay. So, it, who knows if they have a different quarterback? Do they come back? I don't know. Sam Darnold or Brandon Allen are their other two quarterbacks. They've gotten rid of their other yeah, guys. Uh, yeah, I, I, no, you know, no. I don't think – I mean, Brock Purdy was terrific, so I don't want to discount what he's done. The quarterback, obviously, it was on him, and he delivered. He delivered, I thought, right? So, give him credit. Um, 20 of 31, 267 yards with a touchdown. Uh, he has now played – He's played fairly well in the. Uh, Very good, man, yeah. Mister Irrelevant. He's not supposed to be here. No, he's a good. He's a good. <laughs> wow. And wow. then, and then again, fifty more yards running. Fifty more yards running the football he had in that game. His legs really surprised me. I didn't think Buddy was mobile like that. He has. Yeah. He showed some wiggle. He had to. He showed some wiggle. He got away from it. You got to get away from it. Well, the, um, Josh Allen once said, big-time players make big-time plays in yes. big-time games, and he definitely did he that. He did. So, I mean, I'm not against what Cam – I know where Cam's coming from, but, man. Yeah, I wonder what happens if uh, uh, on the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures, do they give Purdy a contract if he wins this year? Yes, you do it now mm-hmm. before it gets too expensive. We spoke about this before about other quarterbacks. Yeah, this this kid like he he brought you to the Super Bowl, not single handedly, but he was a quarterback of a quarterback winning team. Right, and he's probably he's going to be here for the foreseeable future. Right, you go ahead and sign him right now. Right, that's not too crazy, but you want to lock him in. What if Brock Purdy? Has a terrible game next Sunday. I would still sign him because mm-hmm. the backup quarterbacks, Sam Darnold and and who? Doesn't matter. Right, exactly. You go ahead and lock him in now. Last year, people could have said, oh, it was a fluke, how he played. Oh, it was a fluke. Well, he came back and he did it for an entire season this year. He did. So he proved that he can play in this league. Oh, he can play in the league. Absolutely. So you go ahead and lock him up now. Is he in the? Is he in a great situation? Sure, he is. Very but good. But so what? And he's playing good in a great he situation. He still has to deliver. 
Hey. And he still has to make these throws around NFL players. He has started 21 games in the NFL. He is 17-4 and four as a quarterback. 17-4. and four. Pretty good. He has, in 21 games, he's thrown 44 touchdowns, has 15 picks. He, uh, his rating is 111.4. That's through the roof, by the way. He has uh, been terrific. He's, been, he's got a 3-to-1 touchdown to interception ratio. He's completed 67% and then 69.4 this year. He threw for 4,280 yards and 31 touchdowns. Brock Purdy is legit. Yeah. And it's certainly a game manager probably wouldn't have won that game. Right. Um, and again, there's nothing wrong with some of these titles. But Brock Purdy is in a great situation. But, again, he's had to make the plays, and he has made the plays. I got nothing but love for Brock Purdy. Now, signing him this year, I don't know. I mean, he's only played, what, two years? (laughs) E? Yeah. I mean, let's go one more year, and then then we can bring in a couple more good players and try to win it again (laughs) or win it next year. Oh, no, man. I mean. Because that number is just going up. Yeah, it is. The number is just going up. I don't know. This is a team that blew it on trade. You know, I don't know. Right. They're not supposed to be here. They're not. Oh, it's frustrating Tra- to me. Tra- he was, what, a third overall pick? They say that <sighs> things like that set back a franchise for five to ten years. <laughs> nope. Didn't set these guys back one iota. <laughs> and that frustrates me. <laughs> right. It frustrates me. Ugh. But. I saw some great NFL films video a while I was off of Mike Shanahan in the Super Bowl, okay? And you know, his son was on the sidelines, big, tall, gangly Kyle, mm-hmm. helping his dad with the, with the uh, headsets. And then Ed McCaffrey played for Shanahan. His son, Christian, yep. also part of the, you know, the Broncos family. So kind of fascinating. I wonder where the Broncos sit there and think, man, I'd love to have dad, dadgum Kyle Shanahan and, and Christian McCaffrey instead of them being in San Francisco. I wish they were in Denver. Christian McCaffrey played high school football in Denver. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he actually played, I'm pretty sure, on a high school team that was quarterbacked by, I'm almost positive, by Luke Del Rio. Oh, nice. Jack's son, who went to Florida, and anyway. Long story short. Let's do this. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll do some headlines or see what's trending or something of that ilk. It's a Friday edition of The Drill. We're on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. All right, welcome back. You were excited about a new uh, family member. Yeah. You and I uh, will be rocking and rolling with George Moore Chevrolet. Oh, yes, sir. It'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Uh, I'm going to... I may become a truck guy. What? Yeah. Truck guy? I may. I may. I'm going to head over there. Uh, I've been over there once. It's a great place right there in Atlantic. It's terrific. Uh, Justin is top of the line dude, man. Yeah, yeah. I rock with Justin. Yeah, yeah. He he came to your... uh, The sneaker ball. Sneaker ball. He was in there. He enjoyed himself. You know, I had the kicks on. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. cool that you say you might become truck guy. So now you don't have to borrow the young one's truck whenever you want to run over the wheel. Yeah, when you want to destroy. I didn't do that. I don't know what that's all about. I'm still bitter about that. But yeah, but uh, 
really great place. Uh, man, they got some beautiful vehicles over there. And I'm looking forward. I'm going to go over there. I think I'm going to go over there today and check it out, see what's cooking. And um, uh, But we're excited to uh, partner with uh, George Moore Chevrolet. Pull up! And uh, both me and he will be doing some exciting things in the future with those guys. So uh, we'll keep you posted as we move forward. E, I've got to dive into this one story Ooh. before we, uh, and this explains everything. Well, not everything, but most things. I got to hear it. And we've been talking about this for weeks, and we got some answers now. And the headline would be Deadly Cocktail. Okay. Uh, we're talking about our frozen friends from Kansas City. Oh. Who died. And, um, well, uh, found dead, had cocaine, THC, and three times lethal amount of fentanyl. Well. <laughs> now, who gave it to them, how they got it, where they got it, all to be determined. TBD. But if you put all that in your system, you are risking death. And they died. Uh, found dead outside their friend's house. These are the guys went all. They all went to watch the game on January 9th. Um, man, that fentanyl is a deadly, deadly drug. It ain't no joke. You mix that with cocaine and. It's a hell of a drug. I mean, you just basically, I think you just, I don't know what happens. I don't know if you just go to sleep, you can't move, whatever. I ain't trying to find out. But cocaine, fentanyl, THC showed up in the preliminary results. Uh, level 10 fentanyl is enough to kill. The Kansas City 3 were at level 30, is what we're wow. being told. So um, Kansas City police have confirmed they've been in touch with the families. The guy who lived there has checked into rehab, too. So he's not innocent in terms of the partying. But he survived, and now you know why he slept for 48 hours. Right, he was on And nobody that heard anything. He just apparently got lucky that he lived. He probably would have died as well. Um, so, yeah, what a terrible, terrible story. And these are just, you know, dudes, man. I mean, you can't, I mean, what are we doing, guys? Have a beer. I mean, yeesh. Right, you want to turn it up a little, get some Henny in your system. Yeah, but my goodness gracious, that, so three lives lost, senselessly found frozen to death, but I'm, again, I don't know what led them outside. I don't know if, again, no, lots of questions to be answered, but drugs ultimately killed them. It wasn't the cold, it wasn't the, you know, so just a senseless tragedy, really, when you think about it, just senseless, but anyway. I got Punxsutawney Phil's Groundhog Day report. And we should be happy to hear that spring is near. Today's Groundhog's Day, I believe, isn't it? It is. Yeah, we should have had that live. We missed that. We dropped the boat on that. Damn, we did. You know what else today is, Dano? What? Today is what? We're in year 2024, 14 years since I left for Cape May, New Jersey um, for boot camp. Oh, dear. Yeah. I was a sad young man leaving that day. I I was. I was. was. Oh, man. This is not going to go well. Yeah, it was cold. Little oh. boy from Fleming Island, you oh, tell me. Oh, boy. And there was literally a blizzard. <laughs> a oh, blizzard. God. <laughs> they started yelling at you when you got off the oh, bus. As soon as we get off the bus. I'm like, man, I got to deal with this mess for, what? what, eight weeks? Oh, Lordy. What was the worst moment, E? Um, Just, um, oh, I'll tell you the worst moment. Yeah. Having to wake up two hours before my company mm-hmm. to put on cold Gore-Tex gear, mm-hmm. to march about 100 yards, mm-hmm. to go to remedial swim, oh. to strip down. 
into our bathing suits and they're hopping up. They, can you can you oh. believe they ain't cut the heaters on in the pool? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was freezing. He joined the Coast Guard, didn't know how to swim, so they yeah, yeah, yeah. they taught him quickly. They, they taught, well, I learned quickly. We're going to throw you, you in the deep end. He swim. Uh, <laughs> so you want me to focus on getting warm and learn how to tread water? Mm, well, man, you tripping. Don't uh, you know I'm negatively buoyant? Come oh, on, man. Here. Uh, anyway, back to Phil. He failed to see his shadow when they woke him from his sleep at Gobbler's Knob in western Pennsylvania. Had he seen it, that would have spelled six more weeks of winter, according to the 132-year-old tradition. Don't get out of the bathing suits just yet. Phil has only been accurate about 40% of the time over the past 100 years, by the way. So, no no telling what Phil... Uh, Phil, Phil, Phil doesn't speak for all of us, apparently, so... Um, did you see the one other thing? I'll give you one other uh, note mm-hmm. here. We don't necessarily do the headlines, but Wheel of Fortune player. Did you see this lady get screwed? Oh, what happened? All right, she's playing Wheel of Fortune. And she's in the final round. Like, she's the winner, and so she's going for the big money. And so she gets the letters, and it sounds like she says the puzzle. Huh? The, the answer to the puzzle was Pink Orchid. Okay? Okay. And I listened to it, it sounded like she said pink orchid. But somebody else said, well, it kind of sounds like something orchid. So, and she did not fully commit to the answer. So, for the history books, they had her on Good Morning America. For the history books and for the sake of the desk, what did you say? Michael Strahan asked her. And it was 40000 bucks, by the way, which Ooh. I would have lied and said, I said pink. I, I, I said pink. I said pink, and I don't know where my money is. Pat wouldn't <laughs> give it to me. She said, honestly, you know, I wish I said pink because I'd be $40,000 richer, but I said something. It's funny because going on to the show, I was so excited to be a part of it. I was so bummed that I lost uh, in the bonus round. Even just watching it back and thinking, okay, just have to get through it. Watch it once. Then I wake up yesterday. It's all over the headlines. Everybody's talking about the bonus round, and I'm reliving the loss. Uh, But she got positive feedback, man. It was pink orchid. She knew it was orchid. She couldn't figure out the pink part. She had the P in the end, though. But she didn't get it. But, you know, it's different when you're under the lights, man. It is. It sure sounded like she said pink orchid, though. She said something orchid. She said uh, something. How does something sound like pink? Right. Though? By the way, shout out to Darius Rucker. Looks like he I saw a mugshot of him the other day. Oh, man. Yeah. Old Darius. I, don't, I only want to be with you. There you go. There you go. I don't think it was... Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get too involved in the thing. I mean, he was, I think he had a little, I think he grabbed some sweet stinky from somebody and they arrested him, which Dang. It didn't look like it was anything real severe. I don't you know. Still why. arrested people for sweet stinky? Yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, that's what it looked like to me. I don't know. Oh, Let me man. see if I can, before I, before I condemn or whatever. I mean, um, arrested on drug charges. Uh, two counts of simple possession, casual exchange. Uh, he's cooperating. Um, let's see what happened here. He talked about past drug use. I don't know exactly what happened, but it sounded like he didn't do anything real bad. I mean, but whatever, know the law, I guess it is Mm -hmm, what it is, right? mm -hmm. I mean, it is what it is, so. He is cooperating. He doesn't say what he did, though. It looked like it was just like a casual exchange and whatever. So, 
Anyway, it is what it is. Let's do this. Uh, we're out of time. We did it, E. We did it. We, we did it. We did it. It's, we uh, did it. It's Friday. Yay. It's not a football Friday. I'm not watching the flag football. You can watch them if you want. Um, I'm not. Uh, this is the drill. We'll come back and make the turn for home next. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. Morning, Tone. Good morning. What do you got cooking on a Friday with Jaguars today? We'll have Tommy Mack in, as we do each Friday. And our question of the day today asking, name one Jacksonville Jaguar that you expect mm-hmm. a breakout performance in Ooh. 2024. A breakout performance. Yeah, breakout performance from this guy All right. in 2024. All right. There's a few candidates. But no doubt. I'm a little shaken with the Jags right now. I need a, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I don't like the offseason. I don't like... I just don't like everything that's going on right now. I'm not confident. I need something good. I need something to make me feel good. Uh, the uh, Pro Bowl games performance didn't lift your spirits? No, I did not watch. I <laughs> flipped through it, and I'm like, it's not even a football It's not even a football Friday, Tone. Yeah. I'm not counting flag football as a football Friday. I'm no, sorry. No. No. You know, and they'll be doing that, you know, that's Sunday. Yeah. You know? I know people will watch it, and then if you want I to, watched that's it. fine. Like, yeah. I watched the whole thing last yeah. night, and it is what it is. Yeah. I, like, I don't think it's any worse than the Pro Bowl no. ever was. Not you really. know, Like, it's, it, I actually think it's a little bit better than what the Pro Bowl game was. Yeah. Uh, watching these guys actually do these events and talking through it while they're doing it. Yeah. You know, like, I actually think that's a little bit better than what the Pro Bowl game had turned into, but it was all right. The Jaguars players did nothing yeah they did nothing ingram and josh allen were one of the two first players eliminated in both their games of dodgeball that was the only event oh, they played they in played last in the night. dodgeball <laughs> and madison it was they did a competition with the centers yeah in the pro bowl the snappers they set up a wall okay and you would have to long snap it and they had you know different holes it was one two three four five yeah right and so the five was obviously the smallest, smallest. that kind of thing and you're watching guys that never long snap trying to do this, and it's like, oh. And then Matisic, at least when he got up, each team had one long snapper, mm-hmm. right, that was a pro bowler. So Matisic got up, and he is throwing bullets, mm-hmm. right? Like, this is a guy who's used to right. doing this kind of skill, right? but he didn't hit a target. Damn it. <laughs> he gave Come on, him Matisic. no points. And then the NFC guys stepped up there, and he needed seven to win, and he just kept throwing it in the one, one. One, didn't one, miss. Didn't miss. You got a certain amount of time, I yeah. guess? Okay. Yeah, 40 seconds. <sighs> well, our time is up. Have a great show. You too. All right. Mike and Tony coming up. It's uh, Jaguars today with Tommy McManus as well momentarily. Now, today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. I got one simple takeaway. Uh-huh. It's two parts, one takeaway. Listen. Number one, A. Uno. Uh, the six o'clock hour was never better. Uh huh. Uh huh. One B. <laughs> I hate six o'clock. <laughs> wow. What's your takeaway? Oh, uh, Googling hoops. Yeah. It's going to drop today around three o'clock on Tintin XL social platforms. All right. On this week's edition, I went up against Paxson's very own Damian Jones. Don't forget the junior. Uh huh. The boy gets buckets, man. He was. Du- I say, hey, no dunking. This is another lossy. Yeah, you got to tune in and see. All right, my man. Well, have a great weekend. Yes, sir. You too. All right, Mike and Tony Jaguars today coming up momentarily. Uh, have a great Saturday and Sunday. Enjoy the flag football.